0: Everybody, welcome to a special live All Star edition of Barbershop Talk Tuesdays here on the Dayton Tolbert Show. I am your host, Dayton Tolbert. It's good to be back, guys. I understand? We did a great show last night for you. Ask Dayton advice Mondays, where we discuss the ladies of the new uh, hit show on TV One R&B Divas, where we discuss specifically Kiki Wyatt and uh, how she now has the new crown for emotional. Una- unavailable women in uh in reality T V. Great show as well as a number of other uh great asteren, uh dating and relationship advice questions. Courtney, I know you're here as well. You were here last night. Any thoughts on I got a lot unexpected show. A lot of people were uh hitting me up saying, Wow, they really appreciated what we discussed last night. Any, any uh thoughts or feedback?
1: Yeah, um, now that you say that, I got some great feedback, too, because as soon, as soon as the show ended, somebody called me. It was just like, man, the show was real good. So, um, yeah, I, it, it just makes me, you know, feel good and um, that we're doing shows like this that, you know, are helping people and really just touching people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that's what we're here to do, uh, is, is uh touch people and help people. Specifically, I, I said online today, I was telling people that um back in the day, you know, we talk a lot about emotional unavailability and you know, I'm I'm very open. Y'all know me, I'm a real guy, I keep it hundred percent and I am uh the very reason for many women's emotional unavailability, uh, you know, from back in the day and, and even emotional unavailability to this day. A lot of women are still, uh, unfortunately, dealing with the effects. So um, I'm not proud of that, but at the same time, I, I've now changed my life and dedicated my life to helping women avoid men who are in that player stage, men who are, uh, you know, looking to, you know, not, not really, uh, don't have your best interest at heart, and help you guys find uh, that or be found by that special man that God has for you uh, by achieving 100% emotional availability. So that's what the show is about. That's what I'm here to do. And uh, that's what we're going to do this evening with a special, like I said, all-star edition of Barbershop Talk Tuesdays, where I have the panelists from last night's show, or excuse me, last week's Barbershop Talk, which was the all-time highest-rated show, period. You know what I mean? More people around the world listened in. Uh, Guys, in case you didn't know, we're over 2 million downloads on iTunes, syndicated on several networks across different parts of the world, different parts of the country. So I just want to say shout-out to everybody for supporting Real radio, not not this sugar-coated stuff, not the watered-down stuff, but, you know, true, unadulterated, uh, just, just, you know, realness uh, Tonight's topic specifically is going to be about daddy issues um, on, on last week's Barbershop Talk, we talked about why so many black women are single And we talked, you know, we, we approached it from a lot of different angles uh, we talked about just from a physical standpoint what we look for, from an emotional standpoint, from a respectability standpoint. Tonight we're going to get a little bit deeper into it. Um, we talked about the attitudes that many women struggle with, uh, but one thing we didn't really have enough time to talk about was where that attitude comes from. Uh, you know where the trust issues come from. We hear a lot about you know women not really being supportive a lot of times. Uh, not really wanting to pay for things. You know, a lot of times money is an issue. We feel, you know, man is it left out there feeling like he's doing it all by himself or he's in it by himself. And But a lot of times you don't really hear about where that comes from, you know, from an emotional standpoint. Um, and a lot of it goes back to growing up without a father, you know, being so independent, having to be independent at an early age. See, a lot of women aren't embracing this independent woman thing because they now make $100,000 a year. A lot of them are embracing that way of thinking because they were forced to be independent 10-year-olds. You know, they were strong their whole lives. So, yeah, now that they're older they're going to floss a little bit, you know what I mean? They're going to have a certain way of thinking, like, I didn't need a man to raise me, I didn't need a father to raise me, and I definitely don't need a man in my life now. And so when it, when that man comes along, he, he sees this guard, he sees this barrier, you know, a lot of times, and he's looking like, whoa, she's pretty, you know, but there's a lot going on with her. So that's where the, the internal process in our mind starts of, let me just see what I can get from her. But whether it's sex, whether it's you know, whatever. But and you know, and this, that's what you guys or you women are not uh you you don't see that part. You're not privy to that part of the conversation, even that part of the thought process. So we're gonna get into that a little bit tonight. Uh definitely welcome all calls, uh six four six two zero 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 three six six. At this point I've probably counseled over the last ten years, maybe close to five hundred women privately. And if I had to say, you know, of those 500, man, I mean, literally over 90%, maybe even higher, grew up without a father. And and specifically, we're working together with, to specifically deal with many of the daddy issues associated with them, not uh, – and that's just me. You know, forget what's going on with millions of other women out here. That's just me personally, what I've experienced uh, and, you know, I see it from both sides. From a counselor standpoint, I see it, but also I've experienced, and this is where the fellows are going to come in. I've experienced a number of uh, women just in the dating world where it's very evident that you grew up without a father and you're uh, emotionally affected by that. So what we're going to do. We got my man Marv here, my man Lewis is here, and we're just going to, you know, I even see Steve here on the line, and we're going to talk about just our experiences. As uh, as far as dating women and uh, encountering women with those types of uh, issues Now, before we go to the fellas, Courtney I know that's something that you've discussed here publicly on the show As far as your own specific daddy issues Anything you want to let the people know about that before we get started? I mean,
1: yeah, it's it's very real Um, You know, just growing up without a father there um, Really affected me, you know, um, for those that don't know you know, my dad wasn't around, and I just was spent all of my life just being mad about it, um, being mad that, you know, he chose, or I felt like, you know, he chose drugs over me, and I felt like he didn't love me. So since I felt that way, I sought attention out um, from men, and it was just almost like an addiction just to get that attention. Like, I just wanted a man to pay attention to me because, you know, that's what I wanted growing up. And a lot of women, they can really... Um, you know, co-sign with what I'm saying And because that can lead to just very destructive behavior The daddy issues So it's just got to be nipped in the bud Just right away
0: Very well put, Courtney And you have no... I mean, well, you you—you you know, because we talk about this stuff But many women have absolutely no idea How many other women are out there Going through these same exact issues Exactly what Courtney described Just wanting the attention All these breasts out that y'all see all these booties, the tights, the you know, all this uh, you know, re- revealing attire and uh lack of respectability. All the colorful hairstyles, the weaves, the pink wigs, pink, you know, weaves and things like that, blondness, blonde net, leopard's print this, you know, all that stuff, all it is is a cry for attention. Most likely because like Courtney said, you just want that attention. You want someone to notice you. You know, and if the fi- and I blame the fathers for a lot of this stuff, You know, because the fathers, you know, I I see it now. Just being, I see my daughter. She does this stuff. She looks, she does little things, and she looks for attention. She looks for my approval. You know what I mean? She'll be, I mean, like, even my wife will be all in the same room together. There's certain things she does and looks to me specifically because she wants my approval. So I always make sure that I clap for and say, yay, you know, good job, just so she sees that approval because I know that, that how important that is. I see it every day, all day, the effect of not having that approval, the effect of not having that attention that Courtney just told you guys about. So, like I said, I encourage all calls, male, female, whatever. This is Barbershop Talk. Ladies, you guys are welcome to just kind of sit back and be a fly on the wall. Or you can call in, 646-200-0366. We also, I mentioned this on Facebook, we have a huge, huge announcement later on in this show. That is, no no one knows about this. I haven't told my wife about this. I haven't told Courtney about this. And one of our panelists is going to share something extremely personal and and absolutely, uh, it'll be very, I think it'll be a little bit surprising to hear, but it's a great thing, and uh, nobody will see this coming, I can guarantee it. So, you're in for a good show this evening. Let's get it started. Let me go ahead and introduce the panelists tonight. My man Marv is here. Marv was here last week. What's going on with you tonight? Good evening,
2: Brother Daydon. How's everything going tonight?
0: Oh, man, everything is good, man. How do you feel about tonight's topic of daddy issues and in, uh, in women in today's society?
2: Uh I mean it just seems like with each episode it's getting deeper and deeper. Uh this you know, this, this uh dilemma that we have here in society with the daddy issue, you know, is a major thing. Uh hopefully we can share some light tonight for these ladies. Um hoping that they uh have the pencil sharpened, um and they, you know, have the popcorn ready because they're about to be entertained and, and really educated tonight.
0: There you go, man. That's that's what it is. Uh, secondly, I got my man Lewis here, who was also here uh, last week and, you know, constant. He's been here on the show a few times. Lewis, how are you this evening, sir?
3: Thank you, Day Dawn. I, I feel privileged to, to share the stage again with these great men. I'm glad Courtney is with us again tonight. And I just think this is a great topic, I mean, because, it, you know, we're not having, you know, that father, uh It really uh, just gives them that endorsement and lets them know what great women that they are. The absence of that just leads them um, being taken advantage of by all kinds of men out there. So I just think this is a great topic, and hopefully um, women, specifically those that um, have grew up in a home without a father, can take something today and um, just apply it to their lives.
0: Absolutely. Now now my third uh panelist here, Steve is with us uh this evening, Steve. What's going on with you, man? Uh what's going on at Dayton?
4: Hopefully to get into it uh with you guys and uh you know, talk about the issues affecting the black community, brother.
0: Hey man, let me just ask you what what do you think, man? You've been out here dating for a minute. You see the same stuff we see uh, out here. Have you had any experiences with women who who struggle with this uh issue of daddy issues? uh yes, I do. I was not happy today uh i
4: looked at a I was looking at a Princeton University study, and they were talking about white men with felonies have more job opportunities than a black college educated black man with no felony, and when you compare White men with, with no felony to black men with no felony. They have twice as many uh, job opportunities. And so these brothers were on YouTube walking around the black community asking women, hey, you know, uh, does white people work against uh, the black man?" And they interviewed about, like, 15 sisters. They were talking about, like, 90% of them said no. And I'm like, I was just, you know, I was very upset about that, man. I'm like, what is going on? Are these Are these sisters looking at us? through the lenses of the white man because they daddy wasn't there there's something going on because if these sisters aren't conscious of the struggle that we go through and and what we have to deal with in corporate america i might have to charge a lot a lot more women to the game than i originally anticipated brother it's getting pretty bad out here you know uh because if you're gonna look at me through the lens of the white man then uh you might end up. I might have to end up charging a lot of women to the game. Uh, what, what do you think about my comment, Dada?
0: Hey, Steve. You know, it's funny because that's where I want to go with this, and I want to go to Marv, and we'll hear what you know from Lewis, and as well as some other brothers. Who, uh, who, anyone who feels passionate about it can definitely feel free to to share. Um, but speak, from the lens of the white man, it's, I've spoken about this in previous shows, but it's very relevant to maybe revisit this evening because a lot of women there's a a very big discrepancy between how they view black men and how they view white men and even how they interact with black uh, black men versus white men i mean i've been in corporate America like steve mentioned corporate i've been in corporate America for, for you know 10 years you know in and out of banking different you know marketing things like that i've done all types of work uh, in, in, you know, in the corporate American environment, and you should see these women. You, and you ladies know how it is. You're like y'all Yo, you come in, you know. And I like, oh hey, you put on that, you know, the white voice and all that. Y'all, I mean, you know, you know what I'm talking about. They're like, oh hey, ho- hey Steve, how's it going today? You know, da da da. You know, um, you know, extra extra happy, extra jovial, you know. But then when the the black guy at the water cooler say, hey, how you doing today? You just give him the ice grill you know what I mean? You, if you speak at all, you know what I mean. It's just like, whoa, where is this coming from? You know, I did a, I remember I did a, uh, uh, like a little, I'm not a survey, but like an experiment. And me and my homie, we were actually um, out and about. I think we were at the DMV or someplace we were at. And we had to wait in line. We were just kind of waiting. out, and we were downtown just chilling. That's what it was. This was a couple years ago. And uh, we were just basically saying, hey, look, I can guarantee you, I, I said, watch this. I can guarantee that. We're going to speak to the next 10 women who walk by us. And let's just see how that goes. And just 10 random women. We Every single white woman that we spoke to said hello to us. Not even just hello, but went out of their way to be friendly to us. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, how you doing today? Oh, hey, hello, good, thanks, how are you? You know what I'm saying? Every single one, even a couple of Asian women. But literally... Every single one of the black women, if they spoke, I think one may have, like, given, like, a little smile, you know what I mean? But several of them just literally walked right by, and we were just like, wow, you know I mean? We weren't surprised. That was the whole point of doing the experiment, based on our experiences, just to kind of solidify But, I mean, Marv, have you ever experienced anything like that? Like, it's really a, a great discrepancy between how many black women treat black men compared to how they treat white men.
2: Absolutely, I and I see that all the time. Um, just, you know, born and raised in Philly, you know, Philly is known as the ice grill capital of the world. Ice grills is for, for people who don't know, just people who just have like a flat effect uh, on their face, no smiles, nothing, nothing of that nature. So applying that to black women, you know, it's, it's just impossible to really engage in, you know, dialogue or any type of conversation with a woman because you can't even get past the hello stage. Um, they have this exterior where, you know, they just completely come off um, unapproachable. Uh, but on the flip side, you know, as you just stated, if they're ever in the presence of uh, Mr. Whitey, you know, they put on their smiley, their smiley face. So, you know, so, so on one end you have this woman with the ice grill, and then literally seconds later um, the ice grill melts, and now they're all, you know, happy-go-lucky. So um, that happens a lot in this city. Um, I've traveled a lot, you know, um, and, I, and I really noticed the commonality. With American black women
0: Man, it's deep and, and again, I don't want y'all to This isn't, I don't know if you guys are first time listeners Or what, you know, I know we have some, some Old faithful listeners, but I know they're always New listeners, our ratings go up literally Every night, so a lot of new listeners The show is growing, which is great But this is not that battle of the Sexist show, this is not You know, let's get a whole bunch of black men together And let's bash black women, that's not what this is about This is for us To express to you guys what we are seeing as black men We're expressing these things to you So you can be aware of it You know what I mean in, in regards to how you carry yourself Because what we're looking for Is women who are special You know what I'm saying We don't want women who, who do the same things That everybody else does We don't want and, and again the attitude comes from The ice girl comes from Understand Many of you I had a, I counsel one woman Where she told me Um <clears throat> a lot of her trust issues and a lot of her depression even comes from being rejected by her father. She came in contact with her biological father who was no longer in her life or was never in her life, basically, but came in contact with him, reached out to him, and this dude basically hung up the phone on her and just went about his went about his business. Because, you know, I guess he already had his other family and he wasn't ready to incorporate her into, uh, into his life. And that really had an effect on her. I mean, as I'm sure would have an effect on anybody. So, but you guys got to realize <clears> – <throat> You figure, you know, I'm 34 years old. I believe Marvin's 34 as well. So when we, a lot of you ladies, the only memories that you have of your father were from back in the day when, say, when he was maybe 34. You know, when he was 30 years old or whatever, you know, whenever he walked out of your life or just when you witnessed him beating up on mom or coming in drunk or, as Courtney said, you know, being on drugs. These are her memories. You know what I'm saying? These are many of your memories, so when you see me, you know, saying, hey, hi, how, how's it going? When I'm at the retail store just trying to check out, give you know, check out my groceries at the supermarket, I'm saying, hey, how are you doing today? You spoke to the white. I go to the white supermarket. I go to Pathmark up in uh up in the, in the, in the white neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? That's where I like to shop. So, I, I mean, literally, I've seen this. The person right in front of me, like all types of smiles, hey, how are you doing today, sir? I get up. They just kind of look at me like I'm crazy. And I'll say, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> like, you know. And she's like, oh, yeah, all right, you know, twenty four ninety nine or whatever it is. And I'm like, man. So, ladies, and I'm just saying this to help you all understand it. I didn't, you know what I'm saying, I that's not me. I'm not your father. I'm not that guy that walked out when you were 10 years old. You know what I'm saying? I understand that I may resemble him. I may not resemble him, you know what I'm saying? Just because maybe just we're just young, two young black men. That's the image that you have. You've got to let those issues go. Because your husband, your future husband, is not going to be trying to fight through, you know, and decipher where – they're not going to do a show like this. They're not going to take the time to get to know you and to get to know your issues and to figure out what makes you tick and what why you have this wall up. That's not how it works. The moment we sense that wall up, you go into the jump off category, and he tries to get whatever he's going to get. You know, Louis, any thoughts on that? Is that something you can relate to as well, just being a young black man? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean
3: I've I've been in Walmart before and you know, I and I'd stand and know, hello, you know, how you doing? And sometimes I just see how long it's gonna go and she rang ring up my stuff, won't say nothing. You know, I swipe my card, get my groceries, nothing. And then sometimes, you know, I might say something, uh, you know, and I don't get and you get this little, you know, minimal response and I'm like they ought to be paying me for customer service here, uh and then I'd go to professional trains I've been to those before where it could be like it could be like all white people in there, and it could be me and it could be her, the only two black people in there and it's like when she's interacting with them, it's cool, but it's like as soon as I start approaching, you can almost feel the tension, and it's like you know it's almost like she's acting like she's going to lose something if she just smiles and says hello and you know, I try to speak and, you know, you really, you get this minimal response. Like, you are know, like I'm not asking you for your number or nothing. All I'm trying to do is be nice. So, you know, I can definitely see what you're talking about. I can definitely co-sign on that.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. And, and, and it's you hit on something because it's, it's definitely a lot of it is the daddy issues, but then at the same time, a lot of it is, they when they see me or when they see Lewis or when they see Marv, it's they see the guy they gave their body to and he never called again. You know what I'm saying? At one point, they didn't have a guard up. But, they, you know, they see where that got them. They see where getting friendly or being friendly, where that led to. So now as a result, it's, you know, I'm going to have the ice cream. I'm going to have the attitude. I'm going to have a guard because I don't want to get played. I don't want to get my heart broken again. So when they see you, you know, you look like the guy that they met at the club and took, you know, that Lauren Hill song, you know, that thing. I mean, that's listen to the words of that song. We might even have to do a whole show on that. Those words are real. You know, the one that you let hit and never called you again. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, a lot of y'all know about that. It's not the white man who had sex with you and never called you again. It's the black man. You know what I'm saying? So, but at the same time, a lot of, that's why we did a show not too long ago, probably a couple months ago, on uh, black. The real reasons why black women are choosing to date white women because of the, per, or excuse me, uh, white men because of the perception that they won't do the things that black men will do. You're thinking the issues that you're dealing with with black men, you're not going to have to deal with them. But, but the thing about that is, <laughs> but white men don't want to deal with that stuff. No more than black men do. That's one of the biggest misconceptions. It's like, oh, I'm dating white men from now on. Mark, you ever hear that, like women talking about that?
2: Yeah, like they uh, strike and gold, I guess, or they think that the experience is going to be completely different versus a black man. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all men, and we're only going to put up so much. I don't care what the complexion is or what your race is, we're all
0: men at the end of the day. And it, Right, and the thing about this is it's kind of messed up, too, because ironically – you're, you know, you're saying that based on your experiences, you're you're choosing not to deal with black men, right? But the thing about that is, you're saying, oh, I'm gonna date men of other races. But we're the only race that genuinely, deep down, prefers black women. White, don't get it twisted. You may see a white man with a black woman, but at the end, I mean, overall. You know, he may have just met her, he may have struck, struck gold, and just like you may see a black man with a white woman. But at the end of the day, I've never met a man who did not prefer, you know, black women. The only, I mean, like genuinely, all men prefer, it's like natural to want your own race. But based on certain people's experiences, they've said, whoa, this is what I've experienced, so now I'm choosing to go outside of that, or this is someone that I've met. But every man, I mean, we talk about this stuff in the Courageous Black Men of Facebook group, over 800 men, and they're saying the same thing. All men want a black woman, but we're frustrated with the fact that we can't find one with a great personality, a high level of respectability, and 100% emotional availability. And all of that ties into the daddy issues. So that's where we start to go outside of what we are normally looking for. And I'm just, you know, that's not me. I've never dated a white woman in my life. But trust me, these are many of the issues uh, that men are expressing. Steve, any thoughts on that before we move on to some other issues?
4: Oh, man, it's so deep, man. It's so deep to me. But the thing is, is that, I mean, we have a lot of black women claiming themselves to be white on the tax return. It's just a lot of, you know, identifying with the struggle. It's like, it's almost like I'm seeing Latina women more identifying the struggle with black women, unfortunately. And it's like, I always wanted to marry a black woman, but she has to be able to identify with the struggle. It's not all black women that don't identify with the struggle, you know. So, because obviously you wouldn't have gotten married if that wasn't the case, but it's just that we ha- you have to be able to identify with that struggle. If you can't identify with if you're going to look at him through the eyes of a white man, he can get laid off. Anything can happen. And when we marry you, our entire lives is on the line. We have to be willing really to die to protect our families and provide for our families and go through hell dealing with this Luciferian government that we have to deal with in corporate America on a daily basis. For us to sacrifice all this, and you're looking at me through the lens of the white man, I, I find that totally unacceptable, totally unacceptable. That's my comment,
0: Steve, I hear you, man. I hear you. And and ladies, the passion that we have for this subject is because literally we're speaking for thousands of men right now. This is is what you won't hear on that Nightline special. There's a reason why they didn't have Marvin, Daydon, Talbert, Steve, and Lewis on the Why So Many Black Women Are Single panel. Instead, they had a Steve Harvey, a gay dude. You know a Hill Harper, you know what I'm saying, and vastly different responses. Different. This is what black men are really talking about. The media is going to show you what they want to show you. You know, turn on your radio. I guarantee you, you, you know, there's never you're never going to see a black man uh, just being d- the dominant figure in any major uh, radio network. I don't care what state you're in. We're heard all over the world. Whatever city you're in, turn on your radio. Whether it's you're hearing the, uh, you know, the Ricky Smiley show. You got the gay dude You're here in Philly You got the gay dude You know what I'm saying Co-hosting with the Whatever morning show team Is on there You got a gay dude Steve Harvey's got Nephew Tommy I mean I think You know We already know What that's all about A whole bunch of In person and gay I mean that's You know what I'm saying That's to emasculate The black men They they don't want it. We can't just stand alone And be You know And, and do what we do As men uh, uh, Marv You ever noticed that Man Is that something You've, you've picked up on Just in different markets
5: did
2: I? Did I? And, I mean, it's getting worse And, and, and worse, uh, you know, as a child I mean, I, I was always in tune To music, that's just my passion So, you know, with that, I'm always On the radio, always listening to the radio And you notice the change in Dynamics, uh, there was never any Gay impersonators when I was growing up uh, It just seems like as time Moved on, uh, it's just Becoming more and more accepting And a lot more people out here are starting to justify It, so to have you know, major radio personalities who are not even speaking out against homosexuality. Not only are they not speaking out against it, you know, they're embracing it. Like you said, by having the the nephew Tommy and uh, whatever other, you know, gay personalities that are on there, it's just all a sign, you know, that there is a, a master plan, as you said, to emasculate for black men.
0: Man, it's crazy out here It's really crazy So we're just asking for a little bit of help ladies And I, just kind of Before we move on to a couple different issues Still you know discussing daddy issues and things like that I really want you guys to understand That this is We're speaking these things out of love Because we, we, we want to be with you I married a black woman Because deep down that's what I wanted You understand But at the same time you have to also understand That these men are not going to settle you understand, uh, you know, elite men, the best men, the men, you know what I'm saying? They're, those men are not, some men will. Some men will just marry whoever and deal with the drama, deal with the attitudes, deal with the lack of trust. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the best men who, who, like Steve said, are willing to take care of their families, willing to die for their families. My father told me growing up, he said, look, you protect your family or you die trying. You understand that? That's, that's how real men were brought up. They take care of their families, you know, by any means necessary. The Malcolm X's, the, the Martin Luther King's, all those guys. You understand? But to get one of those men to be found by one of those men, you have to be the best type of woman. You understand that? You see how Betty Shabazz was and, you know, Coretta Scott King, you know? I mean, these are the types of personalities and mentalities that men are looking for. You've got to be that submissive woman. You've got to be... Uh, yeah, uh, just really humble, you know. Not with the attitude. Being able to have been hurt because we're not asking you to be perfect. We're not saying okay, don't go through anything. We're saying, look, have you? What have you been through, and are you still affected by it? That's the difference, you know. My wife has been through some things. She's not perfect. She was never not hurt before. You understand that, but she she dealt with it. You know what I'm saying? So that when I met her, every you know it was cool. We were able to build something together. And a lot of you are bringing past baggage, past trust issues into these relationships. I mentioned the uh, the the uh, why so many black women are single uh, Nightline special. And uh, somebody posted in the Friends of the Day on Tolbert show Facebook group uh, a video about Sherry Shepard, in which ensued a you know a, you know caused a huge ar- uh, not argument but debate. On the uh, issue, and that's something I'm passionate about. At, when I saw that video a couple years ago, that led me to do a whole show on Sherry Shepard. You know, back when we did Celebrity uh, Thursdays, we we transitioned into taking actual celebrities and discussing them and the various issues that they have, just to help women see, uh, you, you know, use real life examples to kind of illustrate what are some of our frustrations about. And Sherry Shepard, you know, I wanted to just ask the fellows about this. We mentioned it a little bit last night, but now i got the fellows here. Louis, did, did you see the video, and what did you think about her views? And just to kind of recap so everybody knows what we're talking about, one of the things that the, she said a lot, okay, but one of the major, the most problematic things that she said in the video was that she was not willing to deal with a man who was not on her level. She used the analogy of you know if 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 I'm on the bus and I'm struggling, well then I need somebody who is you know obviously a little bit more advanced, so we're both not at that level. You know what I mean she's like, if I worked hard to get my car, I want you to at least have what I have or you know what i mean it's all types of crap that she was saying, and i just want and I don't want to say anything about it i'll tell you how I feel, but I just want to hear from the fellas. What are your views on that? Start off with Lewis. And we'll go to Steve and then Marvin, and I want to hear from some other fellows. Feel free, or women too, call in. We'll go to the phones right after this. Six four six two zero 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 three six six. Hit the number one on your keypad. Uh, Lewis, w- what are your thoughts on that on that video?
3: I saw that. I said, man, that's ridiculous. And I just say a couple couple points that that really irritated me on that is. And she was talking when they were talking about uh, the whole Taco Bell thing, and and she was talking about what he was driving. And now he, you are riding the bus, and you got the nerve to talk about what he's driving? I'm like, and, and you act like you bringing all that to the table? Like, no. And, and then when she, and then she want to talk about, she, okay, I'm available now. He don't want you. I mean, you the same idiot. That you were back at Taco Bell Except the only difference now is somebody stupid enough To pay you for it But nobody want to be bothered with that That is just completely and totally ridiculous
0: Yeah I actually mentioned it briefly last night Mark, but I'll I'll tell you guys how I feel about it What are your thoughts on that whole Sherry Shepard video?
2: You know what To be honest with you I don't even know why she was even selected To speak on behalf Of single black women in the first place Um You know, we have our rating scale that we talked about on your uh, in your friends group, Um, and you know, I'm I'm going to give her a strong five. I mean, she's not even worth you know listening to. She's not even worth looking at. I mean, she's not even she thinks she's cuter than what she is. First of all, Um, she's loud, she's boisterous, uh, she's clearly not a team player. You know, I mean, I'm sure when Hill Harper got off that bus and saw, you know. You know, eating chalupas or whatever she was eating He wasn't even feeling her then, you know Um, So, I mean, for her to just represent, you know All these single black women out here I just thought that was just a a total waste of time
0: Yeah, it's it's absolutely ludicrous Um, Unfortunately, and and like what you said, man um, A lot of women, and this is no disrespect But it it doesn't matter what you look like And I'm going to say this, I'm going to try to say this as as tactfully as possible, but I'm gonna still keep it real with y'all, because y'all need to hear this as we are, as we as men discuss it amongst ourselves. This is exactly what men talk about in these barber shops, which is what tonight's show is all about. It doesn't matter what you look like physically, okay? Like if your if your attitude is great, your personality is great, you carry yourself as a respectable woman. You can find love regardless what you look like, no matter what weight, no matter, you know what I'm saying? God can bless you with that, you know what I'm saying? There will be somebody for you. But, okay, that being said, like Marv just said, if if you're not that cute, okay? Like if you look like Sherry Shepard and you have a horrible attitude, you're loud, you're obnoxious, like, that is just gonna lower you even further down. Marv just gave her on a scale of one to ten a five. I'm gonna be honest with you, I give her about a three point five. That's what I'm saying to you. She would be on no man's radar at, with that attitude, looking the way she does. Hill Harper or whoever was like in Home Depot, nobody would be checking for her, ladies. And that's what I'm saying. A lot of y'all ladies, you know, you're struggling with the issues with the, you know, with the attitudes. And then you're wondering why these men are, are are treating you the way that they're treating you. You know what I'm saying? But you can't be that way and expect a man to deal with that and, and to still want to pursue a future with you. Like, it's, that's just not logical. Steve, I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that whole thing, man?
4: Well, ladies, in your lifetime, you're going to have thousands of men approach you. What you do, where you are, with what you have... My pastor used to say this all the time will determine how far you go in life. You're going to have thousands of men approach you in your lifetime. If you want a man that's a millionaire, a man six figures making more money than you, you're going to have to go into an entirely new league. You're going to have to go from the minor league to the major league. And what that means is the standard of beauty goes up. Your respectability, your emotional availability, your great personality has to go even higher. The more money you want that man to make, you're going to have to go to a higher league. But if you're not in his league... On beauty wise, most of them'll do everything they do talked about. If you're not in his league, then you need to stay within your league. Otherwise, you're gonna end up being single for the rest of your life, uh, and that's my comment, data
0: Yeah, man, and that's the thing. And, and ladies, and, and I said this last on last night's show. A lot of you are, you know, you're using this crutch uh, of uh, well, you know, I'm successful. Like she said, she was like, well. He must have been intimidated by my success, or he must have been intimidated by my celebrity. I mean, that's what y'all have to realize, ladies. Certain men are, but not (laughs) nobody like what you guys are hearing right now. You know, Marvin's not intimidated of any woman. Steve is not intimidated by anyone. Lewis is not intimidated. You already know I'm not intimidated by nobody. There, I've worked telemarketing jobs in my life. I've been a shoe salesman in my life. I've, I've done a lot of jobs throughout my my life, and I could care less what job you make or you job you work, how much money you make. You're not intimidating me. Now, whether or not I choose to commit to you is going to be based on the things that we're talking about this evening. It's not going to have to do with how much money you make. You know, you can be the, you know, the breadwinner in the household. Elite men are not going to care about those things. You understand? And if you're dealing with a man who would even remotely care or be affected by that, that's showing why you, that's showing the type of men that you're attracting. I can't even relate to something like that, Marvin. I mean, can you I already know? I mean, have you ever been intimidated by a woman or her success?
2: Only woman who's ever intimidated me was my mother, you know. To be honest with you, I mean, she's the only person who who really had that type of control over my mental. So, I mean, anyone besides that, uh, I really don't see as a threat whatsoever.
0: It's ludicrous. It it, it doesn't even. It's not even logical to think to think that. Way. I mean, as many women, I've dated lawyers, doctors, I mean, engineers, teachers, I mean. I mean, it's funny. A lot of women in today's society, which I another thing I don't really understand, is that a lot of them feel like their accomplishments. Oh, I have a master's. I have a house. Yeah, ladies, back when I was single, that was the only types of women that I dated. You know what I mean? Like I didn't. I wasn't into the hood rat chicks. I wasn't into the you know the welfare single moms. Like oh, I, that, I mean, no disrespect, but that just wasn't me. I only dated this women with no kids, the professional women, the women who went to college, you know, the women with, with real hair. You know, That that's all I dated. So you looking at any of those things and saying, wow, this puts me into a certain league. No, that just makes you average. I'm looking for things on top of that. You know, what really makes you special? Hopefully you guys get what I'm saying to y'all. There are elite men in this world, and there are not elite men. Everyone is not the same. All men don't look for the same things. All men don't have the same standards. You understand? All that crap that you were pulling on your exes who cheated on you, that's not going to work on these men that we're describing tonight. You've got to step your game up, ladies. A lot of y'all, I always say, to get what you've never had, you have to do the things you've never done. Y'all are doing the same things you've been doing that failed your entire life and you're thinking that continuing to do those things in your 30s is going to bring about a, a, a different type of result. That's crazy. In fact, that's the definition of insanity. Let's see what these phone lines are hitting for. I, I see a lot of calls lit up, man. You got Now's the time. Press 1 on your keypad. we going straight down the line. Take every single call that we have, 646-200-0366. I see a call here on the line from the 661 area code. Welcome to the Barbershop Talk Tuesdays. Hello? Yes. Hello.
6: Hi. I have a question to you guys. What's up? Hi. Oh, first of all, I should have said good evening. Sorry about that. I've just been waiting impatiently. Um, If a woman gets married to a man and refuses to take her husband's name, would you get offended?
0: (laughs) Oh, good question No, I wouldn't get offended I wouldn't get married It's not about being offended Uh, That's the absolute deal You wouldn't
7: get married Okay, why wouldn't you get
0: married? You hold on for a That's just my response I want to come back to you Because I want to ask the fellas And let's just see I want you guys just to see How other men feel about that That's obviously a very uh, random question Totally, you know, off the top of the head Giving you my honest answer, I absolutely would not get married. But I'd like to see what you know, Steve. Real quick, would you marry a woman who absolutely wanted to keep her last name?
4: I need total submission.
0: Or hyphenate. Get, or hyphenate.
4: Or uh, uh, unacceptable. I need absolutely total submission. I am a patriarchal man. I believe Jesus Christ. Is the head of every man, and the head of every woman is a man. So I need total submission, and, and, and I, I'm going to be the one running the relationships. I'm going to be the one making the big decision. You can put your input on it, but I need total submission. Otherwise, we're not getting married. It's not going to work. It's going to be one of those 75% divorce rate situations. It's a waste of time. I need total submission, sexually, mentally. I need I need total submission. And and that, and that's my comment, bro.
0: Hey Amen. There it is. Like I said, I don't like to put words in anybody's mouth. You know what I'm saying? But understand what I could not have said what Steve said any better. He took. I mean, his answer is my answer, and is most just about most men that I knows answer. You know what I'm saying? So let's just see though, Lewis, Now, same question: Are you willing to marry? How do you feel about a woman not being willing to take your last name? Are you cool with hyphenation? Absolutely not.
3: I want a woman that that has a pure view of marriage. I want a woman that look forward to changing that last name. Uh, there's no way because if you want to keep your name, then that tells me you still got some sort of independent woman mindset and I'm not trying to deal with that because if you if it's more important to you to keep that last name in there than the fact that a man wants to commit the rest of his life to you. Oh, I'll let you keep your name. Oh, you can keep your last name. You, you just won't be you just won't have to deal with me. You can just be you and your last name. No. I want a woman that just looks forward to that name change. Just looks forward to marriage. Because I'm telling you right now, women don't want the checkbooks hyphenated and the finances hyphenated, but they want to keep the name hyphenated. So that doesn't make any sense to me. It'd be off the table. Absolutely
0: not. Man, you hear you hear this passion, ladies. That, let me just ask y'all a question: Are y'all listening to what is being said? Is is every every woman listening? There are a lot of women listening right now. Not there. We have three men so far who not just didn't say that. Uh, no, I don't think I'd be. No, they said absolutely not. They said these are total submission. It's not going to happen. This is what the best men feel. Now, understand, some men will be okay with it. Some men will settle for it. But all men would prefer you to have, or, you know, not even take our last name, but be looking forward to taking his. You hear what Lewis said? Looking forward to. See, see, my wife's name used to be Danielle Hackett. Guys, understand that y'all, maybe y'all noticed from back in the day, Danielle Hackett. Now you go to her page, it says Danielle Talbert. Not Danielle Hackett Talbert. Nothing like that. Danielle Talbert. That's why we're married. If she wouldn't have been cool with that, then we would not have been getting married. We are looking for, as men, total submission. And, and, and what, part of the problem with that is, is that women look at the word submission as a bad thing. They look at it as some type of curse word, some type of derogatory term, when in reality it takes a very strong woman to be submissive. I say that all the time. It always gets like 100 thumbs up every time I say it. Maybe I'll say it again tonight on, the, on my uh, Facebook page. But it takes a, – that's a, that's a strong woman. It's not a form of weakness. Don't y'all realize that? It takes a strong woman to be submissive. The reason for that is because you have to have faith. As Steve mentioned, that the Bible says, you know, the man is the head of the household. Wives submit to your husbands as your husband submits to God, submits to Jesus Christ. We are being led by Jesus Christ, and you see that. So why would you have a problem submitting to that man who's being led by Jesus Christ? It doesn't, why wouldn't you? But now, now, again, a lot of you are used to, you're used to dealing with men who are not being led by Jesus Christ. You're used to dating the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players. So based on that being your experience, you're used to seeing how your father did your mother. You're used to seeing how these dudes did you, you know, the guys not handling their responsibilities, so why would you want to lose your independence and totally submit to him? Because if that's what you're going to get. But I'm not talking about those men. That's not what this is about. We're talking about submitting to a man who's being led by God and his actions and behaviors show that. That's where that comes from. But regardless, and again, those men will require you to be 100. Now, you'll get the benefits of the marriage. There will be all types of benefits, you know, all types of little perks. You will be a happy woman. This isn't like, you know, Ike and Tina or something, you're going to be miserable again. beat up. No, this, you will be a happy wife. You will live a happy life. But you've got to be willing to do the things, that you know, necessary. That's where that comes from. Louis, last but not I mean, excuse me, uh, uh, Marvin, what are your thoughts, man? Same question. <laughs> you
2: already know my thoughts, but for the sake of the audience, Absolutely not. It's a clear indication a woman who wants to keep her maiden name. It shows that she's not 100% uh, independent, meaning she's not 100%, uh, you know, willing to submit to a man. Uh, It shows that she has one foot in, one foot out. It shows that she's more attracted to the idea of being married but not willing to do what it takes to be married. Um, And my thing is this, that if I meet a woman – and, and, you know, if, she, if she's a celebrity and her name is making millions of dollars, all right, I could cons- I would consider it only because her name, you know, she's a celebrity. But, but at the same time, if I met Oprah Winfrey and we get married, best believe her name is going to be Oprah Wells if she's dealing with me. Ain't no Oprah Winfrey-Wells going on at all.
0: That's, I mean, that's really what it is. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else y'all want to hear or how many other men. And I see more calls will continue to take calls, but – I mean, like I said, most men that I've ever met feel in a, in a similar manner in which you're hearing now. Now, we have our caller still here from the 661 who asked the question. Does that? How do you feel about hearing these answers?
7: Um,
6: well, it sounds fair. I just wanted to hear men's opinions of it. Right, right.
7: But boy. you're
6: all... Said, literally said the same thing. I don't feel offended. I don't feel any particular way. I just think it's normal. I was about to interject, but you actually clarified where you said that. Um, if it's a man that's being led by God, then you have no, you you shouldn't be looking at submission as something derogatory or whatever, because he's gonna be leading you the right path. Right. That's yeah. what I was gonna interject, but you kind of clarified yourself along the way, so that's
0: fine. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Where are you calling in from?
6: I'm calling from New York.
0: Cool. Right. Thank you for the call. Great question, though. Great question. It's funny. I, that was actually one of the things that I planned on discussing this evening. Guys, feel free to call in with your comments. This show is for you. Like I tell you, this is the people's show. What you guys want answers to, we will give you answers to. You know what I'm saying, and we will, you know, keep it real. We're, you know, we're not afraid of black women. We're not afraid to tell you the truth. We have nothing to lose. We have nothing to gain. It just is what it is. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> great question, though. See a, another call here on the line from the two one four area code. Welcome to Barbershop Talk Tuesdays.
7: Cool. Hello.
0: Yes, hello. Welcome to the show.
8: Hello, my Julie I'm
0: sorry. You, you, can you speak up a Please. little bit? You, we can't really hear you. Are you are you there? Okay, give us a call back. We couldn't. We having some audio difficulties with you. Couldn't really hear you. Give us a call back though. Uh, see a call here from Philly from the two one five area code six seven eight. Welcome to Barbershop Talk Tuesdays.
9: Hi. Good evening, fellas.
0: Hey. Good. Uh, good evening.
9: Um. I heard you guys talking about women who haven't had their fathers in their lives, and they go through this and go through that. My dad was always in my life. Um, Up until August the 1st, he just passed away. So that's not the case with me. Um, I was once married to a minister, then he became a pastor, okay? That was one of the worst relationships I had in my life, okay? I mean, this pastor did so much to me. You know, that you wouldn't even believe. And I hung in there because, like I said, my mom and dad were together for years. That's all I knew. 55 years until he passed away August the 1st of this year. So um, I took a lot from this man, you know, trying to hang in there. I even, you know, talked about getting him help because he needed Mm -hmm. counseling. Um, And I stayed, like, for seven years taking, he wasn't physically abusing me, but mentally and emotionally. It was terrible. So, and you stayed for how guys, long? I stayed for seven years. I mean, he he had a baby um, by my best girlfriend. I stayed through that, and he had he had a sickness. I'm gonna share with you guys. Nobody knows my name, but he had a choir of like a hundred um, voices, and he was fondling kids. He got locked up, bailed him out, and I told him, I said, look, we can get. You know, through this together Like, anytime you feel the urge Let's pray together I said, we'll get you professional help You know, and I said You know how to fight the enemy I said, that's the enemy Um, But, you know, you can preach about it But why can't you fight it yourself? You know, and it was just like I couldn't take no more It it was so we. It was like kind of like a mutual thing uh, Separating because he said He couldn't make me happy And I wasn't happy I was miserable but I didn't believe in divorce. You know, like I said, my parents together
0: 55 years. Um, What's your so actual question? Did you, are you, what were you? It's
9: like, no, because you guys are saying, you know, a lot of women, you know, didn't have their fathers in their life and they go through different things. Like I said, I had my father in my life um, all my life. And, you know, being in this relationship, which I think I should have gotten out early. Well, that's my question do you think I should have gotten out earlier than I did or should I just stayed in that relationship?
0: This, this is what I want to do. I want to give you some advice. I, I counsel women on a daily basis uh, who are in very similar situations as you. Just got out, One of my last sessions today was with a woman who dealt with a man for 15 years. Same thing, you know, not the molestation and things like that, but just a very bad relationship. It really never was good. And, you know, so let me just put this out there. And I'm not sure if I was unclear, but all issues don't lead to are all issues aren't daddy issues. All emotional issues don't have a direct or a direct result of growing up without a father. There are many people who struggle with issues who grow up with two parents, you know, you know, whatever. You your issues seem to be a little bit different. Obviously, I'd have to get a little, a lot more background information to really properly give you an assessment as to what Exactly those issues are, but just hearing your story over the last couple of minutes, there's some serious, serious self-esteem issues going on, some serious insecurity issues within yourself. One thing you said, you were miserable for the vast majority of the time, you saw these things, you stuck it out, and there is no way you can love yourself 100% and allow yourself to be mistreated. Let me bring you back on real quick and ask you a question. Now you, I forget, did you say you have children?
9: I have I have one son. You and
0: have it's, a not, son.
9: it's not it's not it's not by my ex husband. I have no kids at
0: all. But you do have a son? Yes,
9: Let my son ha-
0: is twenty four years old. Let me ask you a question. If if you have if your son was going to school, you obviously love your son, he was going to school and he was coming home, you know, every day, it was like a bruise, a busted lip a scratch, you know, uh, somebody, you know, a black eye another day. You know, and this was going on over the course of a week. Would you how I mean, how long would you allow that to go on? Would you allow a couple years to go by before you did anything about it?
9: No, the first day I would have been up to the school.
0: The very first day you the would have handled that situation.
9: Exactly. But you know what, see, my thing is when I was brought up, you know, how I was brought up, I didn't believe in divorce. Wait, but I hold on, let me
0: in, real quick let, let me I know we let me just make this point though. Because I this is is going to open a lot of people's eyes to what was going on and what goes on in a lot of people's lives. You love your son, right? And
9: I love myself
0: too. But 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 look though. Think about that. If you're saying you love your son, and you, on the first day, would have gone up there and handled that situation. You wouldn't let a week go by. You definitely wouldn't let years go by if he was miserable because you love him. So why allow yourself? Why allow years of yourself to go by being miserable if you love yourself the same way, if not more, than you love your son? All right,
9: Think so, okay. Now, I understand what you're saying, but the wedding vow, for better or for worse, Explain that to me. I mean, like I said, he wasn't, you know, physically abusing me or anything like that. But you know, emotionally is, and all that other stuff. So, do you think I should have just left or try to make my marriage work?
0: No, like, you shouldn't I mean, have been married. I, you shouldn't have been married at all. That's the thing. This is a problem that many people have, and I'd like to work with. that. let me do this. I appreciate you calling just because we have a lot of calls. And there are a lot of different questions, and we have a lot of topics to talk about, but your issue is as important to anyone. Let me just make this one point, but I'd like to work with you. I'd like you to shoot me an email at info at com, and I'd like to offer you a free 30-minute session so I can get a little bit more into detail and we can figure out exactly what's going on. But but. As we discover, there are some serious issues with love. When you love yourself, you've got to you, you've got to be able to do the same things for yourself that you would do for uh, for any uh, any love, whether it's a child or a family member, anything like that. But aside from that, a lot of people take these vows out of context. I, I mean, I married my wife, but I could go, you know, meet a, a, a stripper and fall in love with her. and and take her down to Atlantic City, and we get married, and we take some vows, and and we actually get married. So, yeah, we're married. Now, obviously, when that relationship isn't going right, because she's a stripper, and I just met her, and we happened to just ride down to A.C. one night when I was drunk on some, like, hangover type of stuff and get married, well, I I mean, yeah, we took vows, but clearly that was not the person that God intended me to be with. See, marriage is a free, you you have free will. You know, you can get married. Just because you choose to get married, and you choose to take vows, that doesn't mean that God is sitting back in approval of the, of the person that you chose to marry. That's what I'm saying. So you, you can't marry a, a, a psycho or an abuser or a child molester and then feel like you're locked into these vows. God knows. you got to pray about that stuff. you got to say, God, I apologize. I made a mistake. I realize and acknowledge I did what I wanted to do, not what you wanted me to do, so please remove me from this situation. You're right. God doesn't like divorce. But at the same time, he also doesn't want you to stay, you know, stay married to, you know, in a dead-end situation. That's what the devil wants. That's what the devil wants for us. He wants you to stay married. He wanted you to waste those years of your life dealing with a loser because his ultimate plan for us all is to be single and to be miserable. And so you staying in that situation, really you getting married in the first place, is furthering his agenda. So hopefully you, you you see that and you know like I said please reach out to me I like to work with you I deal with these types of situations every day, um, but yeah this is deep stuff. Matter of fact Courtney's still here. Any advice that you would like to give to this young woman? I mean you can relate on some level, not necessarily exactly how she can relate, but any advice you'd like to give to her?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's just really it's a it's a bad situation, but. Um if I were her, I probably would do some serious serious soul searching cuz you know, just based on the stuff that she was saying, it sounds like uh, she's a little bit in in denial um and she just really needs to look within herself and really just figure out what like you said, what type of what, what type of issues um is it that she's dealing with that allow her to stay for so long. Um, for someone that really, you know, was not for her and was not the person that God had for her. Like, really, really take that time to pray and just really seek God. Even if she's not sure of what's going on, she's not sure what kind of issues she has, God will really let her know, you know, what's going on. She just has to seek him.
0: That's what it's all about, guys. It's all about seeking him and trusting him. You try to, the Bible says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. And he... Will direct your path. Not you'll direct your own path And try to figure it out on your own But you're not leaning on God You're not trusting God That's why your paths are messed up You know Actually the Bible really says He will make your path straight You know what I'm saying And a lot of you It's like you're very confused You're very uncertain About which direction You want your life to go in Which is why She's calling into the show Which is why I did nine sessions today You know Which is why I'll do another six tomorrow Because a lot of you Are uncertain but you don't need to lean on me. you don't need to I mean, I help you. you know I give advice from a biblical perspective, but at the end of the day, it's about trusting God. all right, guys, a lot of calls, but great calls, great situations. I hope hope hopefully all of these calls and all of these different situations will help you guys get some uh, some different insight as to what's going on here. We'll take calls all night though, you know I love this. Uh, see a call on the line from the 917 area code. Welcome to the Day Tolbert Show. 917280 are you there? Okay, no 917. Let's go back to the phone lines. We see I see a call here from uh the 484 area code. Uh 469. Welcome to the Dayton Tolbert show. Are you there? 484-469. All right, we got some psychos here. We'll keep going right down the phone line, see what's going on here. See another call from the 312 area code. Welcome to the Data on Show. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Yes. Hello. Hi, Welcome. thank you.
5: First of all,
6: I wanted to commend you on your show. Um, the last caller sort of touched on what I was feeling listening to the program. I think it's really great, and women need to hear what men's perspectives. Um, but some of the things... Some of the, all of the issues that you brought up, from the white male issue, from the daddy issue, to to so many things, are really there's a generational perspective going on in terms of if you go a five to ten year you know age group with the women. So if okay, so like my age group, okay, we grew up with married parents, but they divorced, so we have a lot of girls who were raised to be wise who were well-educated, very independent, and that match for us, those men tended to marry the elite men wanted to you know, to marry white women. Um, when I talk to people who are a little bit younger, they seem to have worked through a lot of those issues. People who are older seem to actually have gotten married. So there is that stand-by-my-husband no matter what he does. You know, they saw parents that were married 40, 50 years, so they stuck in there. Younger sometimes what I run into is people who have never had the father, they've been violated by men, and they don't have any positive example because it wasn't a divorce. Daddy just was never there. You know, and then the boyfriend, the counselor, whatever, molested them or something. So I think that's what I didn't hear in the initial conversation. I thought it was a great conversation. But just touching on those different age groups, and that's the perspective, and that kind of gets you to the solution of the white man issue is that I think that when I hear women talk about that white men are better, and I've reached an age where it seems that most men pretty much want the same thing, um, it's kind of, to me it's like, instead of me looking in the mirror and taking responsibility, like you said, you have to up your game if you want a certain type of man, it's easier to say, well, let me get a white man, and but I'm still not looking in the mirror. Okay, so my question is that I've worked through my daddy issues, um, I feel very positive, very happy. Nobody would describe me as bitter or issued or whatever. You know, I've worked through all that stuff. And how do you – my father came to town last week, and he did not He's had a – you know, we mended, but we fell back out. He didn't call me, and that brought up so many issues. So I realized that I had more work to do, but how do you – if you don't have a normal – you know, like, okay, so you survived everything, and, you you know, you're happy or lucky, you're a positive woman – how do you like for my son and I see that he's a beau you know, he's a wonderful man to the woman in his life. He um he seems like he's getting it right. How do you find out or figure out what normal should be? You know, when when you've already kind of passed all of that? Does that mean This make sense? is when,
0: this is this is one of the things. Let me ask you, how long have you been um just single?
6: Me, um, you know, I had a brief marriage when I had my son, so he's 22. Um, like you said, I so I was that independent little girl. I always had to be independent. And it wasn't like, oh, I don't need a man. But because my son, I think, and looking back on it, he was my block, too. Well, now I'm not, you know, that I had the family. Say, okay, this marriage failed. I'm going to need the guy with one kid. We're going to create a, a beautiful family. I was raised in a Pentecostal church. I wanted to, to submit. I wanted the man to be the head. Not to um, cut you off,
0: not, not to cut you off, because I'd actually like to work with you, but, Rogue, just if you could, just how, approximately how long have you been okay, with your so, last relationship? Okay, so now
6: for, for like, I've had relationships, but I never wanted to get married after that. And I know now that I understand the blocks of intimacy issues. I didn't know at the time. You know, like, I mean, I've had long-term relationships, but I'm not looking, like, I don't even, I don't want the work to get married. I don't, I don't believe in being a mistress, none of that. I'm just... Happy with being me. Now, finally, I'm kind of thinking like maybe I'll give it one more chance. So, okay, I divorced probably 18 years ago, and I've had a long. Okay, and so I've had a long-term relationship, um, probably, you know, five five years.
0: Let me do this. Let me let me. I, I appreciate your call. This is what I'd like you to send me an email as well. Because I'm hearing a lot of different things There's a lot going on in this situation More than we have time to really get into today But this is what I'll say about that I can hear And I'm sure Courtney I know specifically uh, Most people listening I'm sure can hear a lot of pain A lot of hurt A lot of emotion in your voice right now And understand Please Everybody wants love Okay, you said that what you are experiencing, you said that your father basically, you know, because of the relationship that you have and based on the relationship that you had, there that hurts right now. As an adult, as a you know, someone who's grown, you still are looking up to your father and wanting that affection that even that my daughter still reaches up and, and seeks in me, you know what I mean, and that still hurts. So what happens is, and you've been carrying that hurt and pain all throughout your life, all throughout your dating experiences, but what, and many women are. In fact, most women are, because uh, in today's society, most women are growing up without, with, with uh, damaged relationships with their fathers in one way or another. But what happens is you've got to understand, and most women don't understand, is that we as men pick up on that hurt, which I'm about to ask the fellows about, to so just kind of give you guys a little bit of a, a deeper understanding about what I'm talking about. But I know, for example, just talking to you for five minutes, I could sense the hurt in you. I can sense that you're emotionally unavailable based on how your father has interacted with you. So that tells me your heart is not 100% available to be given to me, you know, or I should say you're not able to give me 100% of your heart. Maybe because of your daddy issues, you may be only willing to give me 70%. 30% is hurting because he you know, rejected you I don't want 70% of anything I want 100% of your heart And so what happens is Now when these men have determined And they will determine That's why you, I can almost guarantee You've been attracting a lot of these not so good men Which has shaped your belief In your, the fact that you say that you're happily single Nobody's happily single Ideally you would love to be in love But based on the fact that you've had negative experiences with love of course you don't want to go back to that. Nobody wants to be in a bad situation. But ideally, if you could meet Mr. Wright tomorrow and everything be perfect and you guys live happily ever after, of course you'd do that. Nobody would choose being single over being in love. Not me, not Louis, not Marv. Nobody would choose that. Nobody in their right mind. Everyone wants love, men, women, everybody. But nobody wants to be in a bad relationship. But if you've only had and all you've only seen is bad relationships, well then that's what gives you that I want to be single. So this is what has, like first, like I said, I love you to call me eight five five fifty five daydan free thirty minute session just so we can really I deal with these issues on a daily basis, you know. And this is these are issues. This is like a cancer. The hurt and the pain is stuff that will not go away on its own. You know what I'm saying? You can try to live a life with cancer and you know not getting any type of treatment, but eventually it will kill you, and it will get worse. And just like these uh, these these issues, these emotional daddy issues. But again, I I do appreciate the call. You know, let's talk to the fellas for a little bit, and then we'll go back to the phone lines and see what's going on. I see more calls here, but I just want to uh, you know open up to the fellas real quick. Marv, you you know hearing some of these stories, we'll start with you. Um, say you meet a woman who clearly, through no fault of her own, but is still clearly hurting based on the, the way that her father interacted with her as a child and even as an adult, how are you going to view her, and how are you going to subsequently treat her?
2: Well, the reality is, unfortunately, I wouldn't even give her, you know, the time of day. Um, I would, you know, empathize, I would sympathize for her situation, um, but I mean, it's just the reality that there's really nothing that I can do as a man to make you feel any 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 better, or to give up any baggage that you've accumulated for through for the throughout the years. Uh, there's really nothing that I can do about that, um, and I would look at that as just a constant daily struggle, um, you know. And as a man in my position, who is ultimately looking for a woman who is 100% emotionally available. That would just be, you know, one woman that I would not call
0: back. Hey, you know what, Marv, I appreciate your honesty because even though that's probably not the answer that she was looking for, women would like to hear. In fact, I just got an interesting advice question regarding uh forgiveness, which I'll touch on in a in a, a few. We got some great advice questions as, as well. Wanna to get to these in a little bit. But I mean, I don't I mean Marv said it. It's not we're not even saying it's right. We're not saying it, you know, it's your fault. We're not blaming you. I mean, in fact, I don't want y'all to take this show as us blaming black women. If we're talking, think about it. If we're talking doing a show on daddy issues, which we've done in the past, Google daddy issues on the Day Don Tolbert Show. You'll hear a show, another classic show we did a couple of years ago on this very same subject. I believe it was a Barbershop Talk Tuesdays. Different group of guys, though. Different topics. Uh, but just as good. Um. It's not your fault because if you have daddy issues, obviously your father did not do the things that he needed to do so that you don't have those daddy issues. So it's not a blame thing, but it's a, it's a matter of you dealing with those issues. Now, Courtney, you know you had as strong of, or, or as damaging daddy issues as one could possibly have when we first met. You have now overcome those daddy issues over the last year that we've been working together. Any advice that you would like to give this young woman as someone who's been hurt and ha- and has lived life getting treated the way that Marv just said he would treat a woman who he encountered with daddy issues? What's some advice from a female perspective as someone who's overcome those very issues?
1: Yeah, um, I just, you know, I want to say when she was talking I can definitely um, just relate to some things, just feeling disappointed by her father and things like that. And I totally, totally, I felt that guard was up. Um, So I think the first thing um, I would do if I were her is just to really think about, you know, what has affected her, you know, in regards to her father. What were certain things That may have bothered her Because a lot of times we'll bottle up those feelings And those emotions to the point where We like numb the pain And we just don't even acknowledge that it's an issue So first acknowledge that you do have You know, these issues um, with your father And then once you acknowledge that And you can address it And you can, you know, move forward and heal But you have to first admit that you know, hey, I have daddy issues, instead of trying to spend, um, you know, the conversation trying to rationalize being single. No, I mean, you want love. We all want love. So just be honest with yourself, I guess, would be my advice.
0: Right, because, Courtney, at one point you were, quote, unquote, happily single at one point in your life. Am I right?
1: Yeah, I can relate. Everything she was saying that was like me <laughs> during like our um, first session. So, not a, I'm not at all trying to um, put the collar down at all because I can relate. But just just be real about what's going on. Be real and say, you know what? I'm single and I'm not happy about it. You know, I don't I don't like this and I I want things to change. So that's what it's all about: being honest.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like Courtney said, you have to – first, the first thing I do with anybody that I counsel is we lay out a plan of attack. We lay out the issue, and then we lay out a plan of how we're going to deal with those issues. But the first step is first acknowledging that there is a problem. You have to say, hey, look, yes, I am affected by these issues uh, caused by my father. I do have trust issues based on uh, the way that my father interacted with me. You know, but don't please anybody when we say that we'll continue to say as we said it and we'll say it over and over again. Please, please, everyone, stop saying you're happily single because if you're happily single or that's how you classify yourself, you will remain that way. Nobody wants a, excuse me, a happily single woman. We want a woman who's looking for love. I'm looking for love, Courtney, or I was looking for love, uh, Courtney's looking for love. You know, that's just what people are all looking for love. You know what I'm saying if you don't you know that's just what life is, God is love. you know I didn't get a chance to ask you, but I can almost guarantee anyone who classifies themselves as happily single you know their relationship with God could most likely be a little bit better because you say you don't want love and you're basically saying you don't want God, you know what I mean but yeah, great, great uh questions. Lewis, man, wh- real quick, wh- what are your thoughts on some of these calls we've been hearing? Any advice, any feedback, what are your thoughts?
3: Uh, I completely agree about being able to detect emotional unavailability. I was, quickly, I was just dealing with this uh, this girl, and we were exchanging text messages, and, and she would always text me. She would always say, are you angry? Were you angry? And I'm like, where is this coming from? And so my thing is, is when you're meeting a woman and you start to see stuff like that, you, the switch turns off. I mean, all that love in me that I want to share with an emotionally available woman, she's not going to see any of that because that switch is completely gets turned off. And
0: in my mind, I'm already ready to just move away from that. Yeah, ladies. And I'm telling you all, this is – hear us. You guys got to listen to what we're saying. You, I don't want to just talk about the issues. I specifically did this on a Barbershop Talk Tuesday so you could hear – how men will treat you, and it really does just continue the cycle. You want to be single. You're claiming you want to be single because the men that you are dealing with, the relationships that you've been in, have all been disastrous, or the men that you're interacting with are all basically targeting you for sex. But we're telling you that we're not going to want to have anything to do with you on a serious level if it's clear that you have these daddy issues. So that's why you're attracting them. Now, depending on the man you are, like Lewis said, he probably would just walk away. Uh, Marvin said he probably would just, you know, you wouldn't get a call back. But unfortunately, there are the bastards of the world who actually will call you back. They will take you out. But mentally, they're saying, yeah, I'm going to do these things, but I'm just going to hit it and never call her again. I'm going to string her along until she's got a nice apartment. She just bought a house. She's got a nice car I could drive around. So I'm going to string her along, use her for whatever I can use her for, and then leave her for somebody else. That's the reality of the situation. That's what a lot of men will do. But, again, the intent, the thought process, the initial thought process is all the same. It's just depending on the man is going to determine how he actually treats you but it's never going to work out one way or another. That's why you've got to deal with these issues. We'll go back to the phone lines, but last night, in a few minutes, uh, and more calls, I see them. All you guys, just be patient. Uh, We talked last night about R&B Divas and trust issues, and I want to touch on the trust issues that are uh, associated with daddy issues. You know what I mean? Like, let's start with you, Marv. Um, Have you ever dated a woman who clearly – had trust issues maybe caused by father not being around or daddy cheating on mom or daddy lying to her when he said he was going to be there or maybe it was just even you know an ex-boyfriend who who did them wrong um and they and as a result that's how they interacted with you you ever any experiences with that
2: Absolutely uh one of my previous exes uh shared a story with me when we first dated which should have been a red flag at the time but I, you know, completely ignored it for whatever reason. Um, she shared with me that uh, she would constantly go into her boyfriend's phone and she would notice these uh, mysterious, strange-looking uh, phone numbers, and they would always be stored under names that she didn't, you know, know who, who the person was. So what happened was the, those names were, ended up being side chicks that he was dealing with, so he would store the person, the girl's name, under a male's name, who she didn't know, she she claimed that she knew all of his friends. I don't even know how that's possible. She said she knew everybody who he dealt with or whatever. So she would call these male these male names, the phone numbers, and it would be a you know a female. So she would she had to she went through this for 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 months. Uh, ultimately, they broke up. So she carried that into our situation. Um, you know, we talked last last show about. When we were all together about, you know, going to the phones and things. Like, that was one of the major reasons why she chose to go into the phone, because she was looking for something that she would find, she was finding from her exes, you know, being with her ex. Uh, she would, find, you know, look for phone numbers. She would literally call numbers of names that she didn't know it was, and then when the person told her that, you know, who, who she was, which was, you know, it was always innocent, it was always, you know, it was either business-related or what have you, she was still embarrassed. But... She, she would continue to do it. So that cycle just really uh, added to the deterioration of our relationship.
0: Yeah, man, wow, that's a a sad story because, um, you know, I've I've experienced this as well. A lot of relationships that start out with the potential to be good or even maybe be great get messed up just because the woman, it's a combination of things because I don't want y'all to feel like I'm, this is a let's blame the woman thing because that's not it. If anything, and you guys have heard me say this over the years, if anything, we're blaming the men. We're blaming the fathers because, again, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about daddy issues. So it's not the woman's fault, per se, uh, that she has these issues, but it's her fault that she has she's trying to date while she is in this emotionally unavailable state because you guys know from listening to this show, any person you meet in, or interact with on any level, if you are in that emotionally unavailable state, if you have trust issues, if you have daddy issues, or you're depressed, you're just going to attract the negative individuals. You're going to attract the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, the players, the abusers, the molesters, the, you know, all those guys, the non-elite men of the world. If you guys missed my 3-hour special on the definition of an elite man, go back to the archives and check it out. It's an absolute must-hear. It's the whole foundation of this whole show. You understand? So that's that's what that's going to be. So you can't there's no easy way around it. If you know you have trust like women say, "Well, yeah, I got trust issues." You know, but I got this date on Saturday. Like, you shouldn't be dating. You should be calling me so we can work on your trust issues. Like you you're not going to like, if you know you just ran a marathon, you know you just ran five miles or something, you you know, you're not going to be able to just go out on a date. You're not going to be able to go anywhere. People are going to be like, whoa, you stink. You can't just throw on some deodorant and some perfume and expect everything to be all good. People are going to pick up on that. A lot of you guys, for whatever reason, I don't know why, you think you can hide your emotional issues. And the number one one of the number one questions I get is, well, how do you guys know? Don't worry about how we know, we always know that's not. Don't worry about how we know. You just worry about fixing it because you can't hide it. Just know that. Just know you can't hide it. If you have issues, we will know. Steve, what are your thoughts on all this, man?
4: uh they Don uh as many are as led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God folks uh you ha God will tell you. That a man is not for you. There's a difference between being led by the spirit of God and being led by your intuition. So God will tell you this is not the guy for you. But if you won't listen, if you won't fast and pray, because people want—some people just want to eat all the—never want to fast, never want to get their minds quiet to listen to the Lord. God talks to me even at night, midnight, in the late night hour when when my mind is totally quiet. You have to be able to listen to the voice. As many are as led by his spirit, they are the sons and daughters of God. And then God will say, this is not the man for you. You need to get rid of him. And then you'll be in the perfect position to get that elite man versus you, you're just going off logic. And and, and if you're not in a disciplined state, if you're having sex, especially if you're having sex, especially that, because you can't get dogged if you're not having sex. But if if you have, you know, you're gonna, you're going off logic. The devil can just sit there and, and, and suggest he's a great man, and the de- and the the demons know that's not the man for you. They they sitting there, they just suggestion, and your logic is going along with it. So you you have to be led by the spirit of God. They die. Can you speak about that?
0: No, I mean, you're that's really what it's all about. I mean, like you said, I mean, as far as how we are gonna know. That's a huge reason how we're going to know is because we have that spirit of discernment. You know what I'm saying? But you guys also as women, that's why I encourage you to have that relationship with God so that you can have that discernment, so that you don't have to get married to the wrong person. You don't have to invest four or five years of your life with the wrong man who was basically at the end of the day sent from the devil to destroy you. That's what you have to realize. You guys at the end of the day, you have to look at, you have to look at the end result. This young woman who called in earlier said, I'm just, you know, I'm happy being by myself, you know. And you have to look at the men in your life who have gotten you to that place mentally because that, those men did a number on her and many other women who classify themselves in that way. There's not an emotionally available woman out here who classifies herself as happily single, that they are still crying themselves to sleep at night, they are still hurting, and they are still thinking about what these men did to them. And they would say, hey, look, I don't. if that's what love is, I don't want no parts of it. But you can't live life in the past and expect your future to turn out good. All right, guys, not going to happen. So let's keep it moving. I want to go back to the phone lines and then, like I said, I have, we have a huge announcement a little bit later on in the show that's going to blow you guys' socks off. But, and then we're going to do some uh, some Ask on Advice questions. Many of them were posted in the Friends of the on Talbert Show group. If you guys aren't in there already, add yourselves. Add yourselves to all the groups right now. Friends of the on Talbert Show, add yourself. If you're a man, courageous black men of Facebook, over 800 men talking about these very issues, all men's group. And then there's the all women's group which is my nonprofit organization, the Each Woman Foundation. And that's an acronym for Emotionally Available with a Changed Heart. Go ahead and add yourselves to those groups and uh, get back to listening to tonight's show. Let's go to the phone lines, though. I see a call here from the 313 area code. Welcome to Barbershop Talk Tuesdays.
10: Hi, hi, Daylon. It's me, Shani. Um, I'm just re- recently getting home from my meeting, and... I just want to say, based on what I've heard you guys say so far, that you're doing an excellent job, and I just wanted to encourage you guys to keep on doing what you're doing.
0: Oh, Shawnee, I appreciate it. You know what I mean? I, I absolutely appreciate uh, the, the constant support. What are your thoughts on, on just daddy issues as a whole?
10: Um, I think that uh, we as women need to learn to let it go. You know how the Bible tells us to release those things that's in the past and to look and to look um look to God pretty much. You know, we have to spend time with the Lord and, and one of the ways that we can get rid of those issues is through prayer and spending time with God and receiving counseling and all those types of things and, and also we have to learn to forgive. I mean, if your father wasn't there, as much as it hurt, as much pain as it is, I mean, you just got to let that go because um, unforgiveness is like a poison, and it can destroy your mindset. It can destroy your whole entire life. You'll never find love. You'll be miserable for the rest of your life, and that is not the life that no woman wants.
3: So it's important
10: that she... Forgive and
0: just let it go. You're right. Absolutely. This I mean great great uh shout out to uh Shani from the uh, up there from Detroit, Detroit, Michigan. We'll go back to the phone lines, we'll continue to take calls. Uh if anybody's listening in you're saying, Wow, you know what, the things he's talking about describe me perfectly. Um, I could use a little bit of a uh, you know, some help letting go of these issues, I and mean, that seems to be the overall theme: is just to let it go. But you've tried it. You don't know how. I specialize in that. Uh, email me at info at Today dot com, or you can call me toll free anywhere in the world, anywhere in the country, eight five five fifty five don Everyone's first thirty minute session is free. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines here. A lot of calls tonight, which is good. A lot of uh, a lot of input. Uh, See a call here from the seven five seven area code. Welcome to the Daton Tolbert show.
11: Hello, what's going on, fellas, and everybody on the panel? This is Jay New, and I'm currently a member of friends of the Daton Tolbert show. Jay, what's going on, man? What's going
0: on? What are your thoughts uh, on tonight's show?
11: You know what? I've been sitting back listening, and everything is is sounding good. The fellas is giving good advice. It's definitely been Uh, some great advice and some great comments, you know, to touch on daddy issues. And I think it's really important, you know, for women to know, you know, that if you didn't grow up with a father, you know, when you are looking to have a relationship, you're going to have problems trying to find the elite man that, you know, is looking for you because when he finds you, He's going to notice that, as has been stated by you and the men on the panel. We're going to know when there's problems, and most men, like the ones on the panel and, and probably men across the globe, are going to say the same thing. They don't want to deal with those issues. It's going to be hard for an elite man to deal with a non, uh, nine, 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 um, an emotionally unavailable woman for the one purpose of You have to figure out how to deal with those issues first. We as elite men or aspiring elite men will not want to sit down and try to rectify that because there's no way possible we can deal with that. We can only give advice. We can show concern. But there's nothing we can physically do, you know what I'm saying, to fix that. You definitely have to have counseling. You have to have prayer. You have to be able to fast you got to deal with the issue by acknowledging that there is an issue. And that's where it starts from. As, when, as a woman, if you can put yourself in a position to look at it that way, that's step one to, you know, becoming uh, emotionally available for the elite man that is looking for that type of woman. He will find that type of woman in that type of woman if, you know, the woman step up and look at it that way and stop trying to point the blame and say, well, you know, even though I'm not all together emotionally, I'm going to go out and still have a date, you know, or sit back and say, well, I'm happy being single. Who's happy being single? Men don't want to be single, and women definitely don't want to be single. So to fix that, you have to not bring all this baggage from the past trying to, you know, paint this picture of a perfect future with a man who you think is going to be elite because you're not going to find it. It's not possible. It's not going to happen. And, you know, listening to people on the panel, I just think that we need to continue to have these discussions, and the women need to continue to listen. Now, it's not all women. I'm not pointing the blame and saying it's the woman's fault. A lot of these men are just non-elite men, and they just don't. They might have daddy issues, too. (laughs) They might have not had the role models that, you know, they needed in their lives to be the, uh, aspiring elite men that you know God wants them to be. So it's definitely issues on both ends. But I mean, you know, that's my two sense worth point because I sit back and listen to a lot of women, even ones that I know of my friends, you know, that are my friends or colleagues that I deal with and it's the same exact thing. They're trying to figure out why can't I find a man? Why doesn't he want me? It's like he wants you, he just don't want to deal with the stuff you bring
0: Hey, AJ, man, you know you're making some excellent, excellent points. It's always good, uh, good to hear from you, man. Let everybody know where you're calling in from.
11: Calling from Norfolk, Virginia.
0: Cool, man. Inside. Excellent. I mean, ladies, this is what I want y'all to do, man. Great, great comments from my man Jay New. He's uh, very active in, in the uh, Friends of the Daton Talbert Show group. He's in the Courageous Black Men uh, group, and um, a little birdie told me that there's a secret group for uh, for elite men around the country out there I don't know, that's that's not really been substantiated But somebody told me, fellas, if you know You know what I mean, check that out But um, we'll talk more about that Or maybe we won't at a later time But just, that's just a little rumor or something Now, ladies, I, I do want to tell you guys That this is You've heard from a number of men From around the country All saying the same exact things So right now, I want you to just sit back and take whatever thoughts that you have had or whatever you believe or whatever you feel about dating and relationships and really just throw it out the window. Because I was talking to somebody earlier and they were telling me that a lot of their views based on like how they feel that we feel or what they think that we think have been shaped not by men but by girlfriends, by what they've seen on TV or just maybe things that they've just thought made sense. And that is not how you should form your uh, formulate your opinions you know, or your views. You should actually talk to men and listen, as everyone's been saying tonight. You really just listen. Listen to what men are saying. You know what I mean? The things that you, you've heard from maybe 10 men tonight, but trust me, this is what's being said in the Courageous Black Men of Facebook group, over 800 men. This is what's being said, just men in our everyday circles, men from all over the country. So and we're not trying to steer y'all in the wrong direction, you know. Just really listen, and you'll be cool. All right. Now, like I said, we'll go back to the phone lines, and we'll talk about some other issues uh, in in a in a few minutes. But I do want to talk about one other topic uh, briefly that people have been um, asking about. Actually, you know, while well, before we get off the trust issue thing, um, I, I want to ask or respond to this question that was sent in the group that was posted. She said. Why is it so hard for men to forgive? They can go out and do whatever they want and expect us to accept them back with open arms. However, when we mess up, that's it, and they're done. Why is that, fellas? Well, and I'll start, and then I'll go around the group and, you know, ask the fellas. um, I mean, I I don't know what to tell you guys. I mean, that's how it is. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, certain men... We talk about elite men, non-elite men, and the differences. Elite men don't settle for less than they want or deserve. And I really, at the end of the day, I encourage women to to have that same mentality. Y'all will never hear me say, you know, know, a man messes up and you should just stay with him and try to work it out or he cheats on you and, you know, y'all should go to counseling. I do some couples counseling, but I do very few couples counseling compared to, uh, the uh, singles counseling that I do Because most of y'all shouldn't be together in the first place you, you, A lot of the counseling is because These men have messed up and done things And you are in the process of trying to forgive them Stop forgiving them I mean you can forgive them But that doesn't mean you have to be with them Just leave, just walk away Because I know that's what I would do I know that's what Marv would do That's what Lewis would do We would walk, there is no forgiveness You cheat, you do something, you're done It's over so and I and but at the same time that's the same mentality you guys should have. So I mean don't you say they go out and do whatever, and then expect us to open them back with open arms. Well, you shouldn't open them back with welcoming back with open arms. Who told you to do that? You know what I'm saying. You don't have to do those things. You don't have to settle for less than you want or deserve. You you are loved. You are special. You are beautiful, and you should have standards. But a lot of times what happens is, and this is where the daddy issues come back in. The daddy issues, you know, growing up without a father, that lowers the bar. You know, when you see daddy loving on mom, you see mom loving on dad, parents loving on baby, you grow up seeing that every day, all day. You, what, what, why would you grow up as an adult and settle for less than that? You're not going to. You're going to get what you've seen. If what you saw was a piss-poor example of a parent, well, then that's the type of man you're going to end up with. You know what I'm saying, Mark? What, 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 how would you answer that question that the young woman asked? I mean, I'm, I'm just
2: a, I'm just an overall fan of love. I'm an overall fan of uh, you know black love. Um, I mean, you know, people need to just understand. I mean, happily single that's, that's 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 like an oxymoron. That doesn't make sense to any man uh, such as myself who's looking to ultimately settle down. Uh, I mean, that's just a classic sign that she's just not ready. Um, any woman who you know, portrays any, any issues of trust, like you said, just really needs to get that you know, taken care of and get that addressed uh, on a biblical uh, perspective, on a biblical level. Uh, it's a clear indication that she's not you know, fully in tune with what God wants for her. Um, so, I mean, if, if you know, any time a man such as myself or anyone else on the panel uh, has just an inkling of, of this type of attachment emotionally, uh, you know, that's just you know, that's an obvious sign that, you know, we
0: need to just keep it moving. I mean, that that's pretty much what it is I mean, if, we, if we're telling you we wouldn't settle Why are so many people settling For these, I mean, real quick I mean, I could just ask tomorrow I mean, you're dealing with a woman, she cheats on you Are y'all going to marriage counseling to work it out?
2: See, this is the thing, they die If I cheat, I wouldn't expect her to stay If she cheats, why would she expect me to stay? No one wants to settle for less uh, You know, I mean I would, I mean, the person who I end up Ultimately, you know, giving my heart to, uh, for me to turn around and cheat on that person, in my eyes, just doesn't make sense. If I if I cheat on you, that just means that either I wasn't, you know, 100% in tune. I wasn't into you. I didn't see you as wifey material. Uh, you know, if you cheat on me, that shows me that you weren't, uh, you know, emotionally available. You weren't ready to commit. You weren't ready to, you know, live, uh, you know, by the standards of what a, of what a wife should do. So those are just all signs. That it's you know it's just not meant to be. Uh, this is not a, a a relationship based on uh you know based on spiritual principles. You know that's just a clear indication that it's just time to move on. I don't. I mean I really can't see how even after someone cheats, how can you really give your all to that person? At the end of the day, you're you're always going to have these doubts. You always want to have reservations. I mean you know women that I've dealt with who uh who've been cheated on, they've been extra extra close you know to me, meaning. They would constantly, you know, uh, want to know my whereabouts at any given time of the day. I would be in a meeting, and the woman would blow my phone up. She's texting me all crazy. Uh, you know, I would say I'm going out with the fellas. She's saying, no, you're not going out, or if you're going out, you need to be back in the, at a certain time. I'm looking at her like, who are you talking to, first of all? Like, how are you going to give me a curfew like I'm 12 or something. So, I mean, that's just a lot of the issues that you deal with when you're, when you're trying to, um, you know, maintain a relationship with a scoring woman.
0: I mean, yeah, It's I mean, that's the thing, and, and when you're talking about a certain type of man, I mean, we're not going to do it, or if we do it, and then once we find out what we've done, it's pretty much going to go downhill from there, and it's going to be over, so just just understand that, hear that, Lewis, any thoughts on that? I'll
3: just take one aspect of relationships, and that's conflict, you know, I, I can always gauge a woman what she's about by conflict and there's two kinds of conflict. There's conflict is just has something to do with circumstances, and then there's conflict that has something to do with her. Conflict, circumstance, conflict is if we're supposed to go out and there's a schedule conflict, then I'm still going to gauge how she responds. But that's different. But if we're talking about if you are the source of the conflict and you create creating the conflict, I'm not trying to figure anything out. I'm, I'm finished with that. I'm not even going to try to figure anything out
0: right it is not really anything to figure out steve real quick i mean what about you you, you forgiving a woman who cheats on you
4: man absolutely not they and the main reason is because cheating in marriage is like an epidemic uh, or even relationships it's an epidemic out here i mean they do articles talking about there's never been so many so much cheating going on in relationships and well 75 80% of women cheat it's just Women cheating in the past wasn't really the big of an issue, but now it's a lot of arrogant women out here, man, you know, at the job bragging about, you know, how they stepped out on their husband. And, you know, it's just a lot of out-of-pocket behavior. And for me to just go along with that, that's going to lower my self-esteem, and I'm going to get anger. And when I have that anger, I'm going to have to get rid of you guys, going to have to provide me with another woman. That's just the bottom line.
0: That's it. That's it right there. I mean, it, it's a wrap. You know, I don't mean there's no right answer to it. You're asking grown individuals as to what they want to settle for. You can never ask someone to settle for less than they they feel as though they deserve. So, you know what I mean? Just because you got, I mean, you know, the question itself says a lot. You can't say, well, you know, I'll I'll forgive you for cheating on me, but why won't you forgive me for cheating you? I mean, that's crazy. Well, it's cuz I have a high level of self-esteem. You know, I love myself. You know, I, I don't have self-esteem issues or insecurity issues. I want the best for my life. I trust God that he'll provide me with someone who won't do those things. I mean, you, you know, you can pick, pick an answer. You know what I mean? But, yeah, let's, um. you know, like I said, we can uh, keep it moving. Courtney, what's up with you? What are your thoughts? It's a pretty intense show tonight.
1: Yeah, it is such an awesome show. And we're, you know, we're all talking about it um, now in the group. It's just great. You know, everyone is... Um, just keeping it 100. And um, I definitely appreciate it, and I know that other women do as well.
0: Right, absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, let's do this, man. You know, if we can, I want to take a minute because my man Lewis is here, all right, and we had, he has a pretty big announcement that he wants to make. Not even an announcement, but, you know, it's just something he would like to share, and we talked about it, and it was something I didn't know about him. You know what I'm saying? I consider Lewis to be an elite man. You know what I'm saying? We talk a lot about You guys have heard me share stories over the years, uh, just as far as personal lives, sexual experiences with women, dating situations, um, just as far as my perspective and why men do the things they do. Well. We've all we've talked to Lewis. You've heard from Lewis in the group, and you've heard his views here on the show. But Lewis has something that he'd like to share with the people that's no that's never been heard before, never been discussed before. Lewis, I'll just give the give the floor to you. How do you, you know? What are your thoughts? Okay, you know, I I
3: do actually I do have something that I want to share. You know, it actually started after the show last Tuesday when Courtney was joking with me about holding back on Lewis's greatest hit uh, with. with the finest emotionally unavailable women that Mobile has to offer. So when she was joking with me about that I actually shot her an inbox and shared something uh very personal with her. And, you know, being the great woman of God that she is, she was very supportive. And then I'm sorry, I who was that? Who
0: was that you shared that with?
3: Uh Courtney. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then and then um, I seek counsel with uh Nikki Chavez and I think everybody and the friends of on told group knows who she is. Um, she's a great woman, a wife, a mother, and she's a true follower of Christ. And when I shared it with her, she was very supportive. And she actually is the one that suggested that I talk to you about. It. So then when you, when you sent me the inbox and asked me to be on the panel again tonight, uh, you know, I shared it with Daydon, and the true elite man of God that he is, he was supportive. And he actually is actually him that encouraged me uh, to share this with you all tonight. And in Matthew 514 14, to 16, it talks about not hiding your life, but putting it on a stand where uh, other people can see it and glorify Jesus Christ. So since we're keeping it 100% real tonight, I want you all to know that I am a virgin and I've been saving myself for that great woman that Christ has to me. And that's why when I came up on on videos on YouTube, I was, like, blown away because you see them clowns like Steve Harvey. But I never uh, saw a man that actually taught, told women to uh, wait till marriage. And so I laugh when I see women in the Friends of the Dadeon Tober group uh, debating because I'm like, why? What are you debating about? Uh, because just because you get the last word on some threads, uh, you're only hurting yourself. So tonight, ladies, just listen to this. Humble yourself. Listen to this advice
0: from Day Don,
3: from the other great man on this panel, because I 100% co-sign the advice on gives. And, ladies, you will never, I mean, never find another black man in the media. No, forget the media. Forget the media, because this is bigger than that. You'll never find another black man on the planet. It's it, definitely not the man you dated That keeps his real date on the. Never So all I can tell you ladies is You know, you never will meet someone like that Unless you keep your legs closed Do some self-evaluation Like we talked about tonight Pursue Christ Be that best woman in him you can be And then Christ is going to send you that great man That elite man that's going to love you And ask you to be his wife So that's what's up
0: Hey, Lewis, first and foremost, man Let me just take a minute and say I want, just as a man, I, I have a lot of respect for you, you know what I'm saying, you you have a lot, I mean, just being a man, a good brother out here, and you. I know what that comes with, I know what type of uh, attention that comes with, I know what type of temptation that comes with, and to be, and, you know, just being down there in the South, you know, the, the, just it's a different type of vibe down there, and. To be able to resist that, man, it's, it's funny. I've never, I've never. First of all, let me just say this. I've never met a male virgin before, at all, ever. Like, period. I don't think I've Not that I know of. Um, you know, you know, being an adult. And um, so that's the first thing. So that's that's. This is huge for me. Uh, to to just. I want to pick your brain a little bit. Uh, in fact, I had a buddy of mine who who will remain nameless. But I've never really even seen anything remotely close to that other than this, and he wasn't a virgin, but this was someone who was faced with uh a a woman this was someone who was really trying to do the right thing and just trying to be celibate um and just do you know live right and he was faced with a young woman who was absolutely gorgeous I'm talking about one of the most beautiful women that anybody's ever seen, period. If she would be a celebrity she'd be the most beautiful woman in the world probably on like people or whatever. But long story short, he was able and faced in a situation where he could have and she was basically wanting to have sex with him, uh, he, he was able to resist that and not even be affected by that. And I had a lot of respect for him in that and still do in that situation. But this is someone, Lewis, who is never even going there at all. I gotta just ask you, man. How do you do it? How did you do it? How do you resist that temptation? How do you stay strong? You know, are you tempted even?
3: I'm telling you, uh, Jesus Christ, that's that's who I give the credit to. You know, I no, I mean, I I think you know on one occasion it was close, but I wouldn't let me get that far. That was with a girlfriend. But you know, it, 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 the temptation hasn't been too great because I'm serious. Look, I don't know how women are, you know, everywhere else, but just. And dealing with these women that I'm dealing with here. As soon as, you know, as soon as they find out that's off the table, they, they gone. I and mean, then you, you can kind of you can see the difference. So it never even really gets that far. But you know, I, I just, you know, I have to credit all the price. That's, that's what I'm, I'm telling you, because if you don't, if you don't have, you know, if you don't have him to, you know, bring certain things, have desires under control, then uh, you can't make that boast. But I, don't, I can only boast in him.
0: Wow, that's crazy, man. Lewis is the ultimate elite, man. Just hearing this, man, I want to just hear from the fellas. Marvel, I mean, hearing the fact that Lewis is a virgin who has every intention on saving himself for marriage, that's unheard of in today's society. No, it's not.
2: No, it's not. I give Lewis a lot of credit, man. You know, a lot of credit. You know, to God be the glory, you know, how you were able to just resist so much temptation that's just evident in our community. I mean, from the songs that we hear, everything is sexualized. So for you to be able to just tune that out and stay in tune with Christ, I mean, I, I really commend you, brother. Uh, just understand now at this point, you know, your inbox is gonna blow up. And there's <laughs> gonna be a lot of women out there. They gonna they want to be the first one to break you in. So just keep that in mind, man. Just stay strong. Uh, you know, and I think uh, I think you'll be okay.
0: And that's the thing. I mean, the funniest thing about it, you're right, I agree with you 100%. He's definitely going to be getting a lot of inbox. But what Lewis may or may not realize is it's a lot of women out here that's already on Lewis. Like, I was telling Lewis, like, he doesn't realize. I see a lot of stuff. I talk to a lot of these women who will remain nameless. But at the same time, it's a lot of women who are secretly lusting. It's a lot of emotions. Lewis is the source of a lot of women's emotional unavailability just off the strength of, you know, stalking his Facebook profile, checking him out, you know, liking certain things, inboxes that already come through. So it's a lot of stuff that going on. But yeah, definitely good to hear from uh from Lewis and I wanted to uh, sh- I'm glad that he was willing to share that very private um, you know, situation with with everybody, really with the world. So great, great to hear from uh from Lewis. Courtney, as a woman does that give you a little bit of hope that that there are men out here who genuinely are living for Jesus and genuinely, um, you know, willing to wait? Because I mean, most women don't even believe that they feel like oh, ain't no men out here willing to wait and da da da. Yeah, you leave men this and that, but they've already had sex and this and that, and most have. I'm not going. Most have had already had sex, but to hear you know from a woman, I mean, a man who's actually say, committed to saving himself from marriage. How does that make you feel as a woman who's looking? Or, or waiting to be found by that elite man.
1: I think it's an excellent thing. You know, I you know I give him so much credit for that. And um, yeah, just um, based on you know the things that he was talking about, um, it it just it gave me hope to say, you know what, there is a man out there for me um, that is living for Jesus Christ, and there is a man, an elite man out there. So definitely gave me hope because um, I think you know at one point. I was feeling discouraged, and I was feeling like, you know, all men were the same. And, you know, when I got into the group and, and, you know, even before that, just started counseling with you, it just changed my perspective. And then, you know, when he came into the group and started um, voicing his opinion, that, you know, solidified everything, that, you know, there are men out there just like that. So it's
0: excellent, excellent. Yeah, and let me just tell you all this. You know, I get questions like, "Well, Daydan, where do I need to hang out to meet, meet elite men?" You don't. Where can I meet, meet? You don't. You become the best woman, and then God blesses you with that elite man. If, be, if, and until you do that, you're not going to be found by that man. Many of you have, again, if think about what we're saying here. Many of you have been dealing with these daddy issues since childhood. That means you've been emotionally unavailable your entire lives. That explains why you're 35 and single, why you've only dated the weirdos, the psychos, the players, and the dogs. You know what I'm saying? That is the reason for that. But once you start the process of eliminating those that hurt, that pain that goes all the way back to childhood, you know, a lot of you have developed layer upon layer upon layer of emotional unavailability, and we've got to work together to break all the layers down, whether it's the father to your ex-boyfriend to your ex-fiancee to the guy who raped you to the guy. You know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of stuff, you know, but that's the good news is there is help out there. All right? Check out the uh, website, trctoday.com. Now, uh, let's go back to the phone lines, though. A lot of this is a good show, definitely a good uh, informative show. Um See some more calls here. See a call here on the line from the uh four eight four area code. Welcome to the Day Don Tober Show. Four eight four four six nine? You there? Okay, no four six four eight four. Uh see a call here from the two oh two area code. Welcome to the Dayton Tober Show. Two oh two, are you there? Alright, no two oh two. See a call here from the two oh five area code. Welcome to Barbershop Talk Tuesdays. Hello. Hey, oh, is this Latanya? Yes. What's going on with you, Latanya? What are your thoughts tonight? Oh
7: my God! First,
9: I mean, like, I um, I'm really enjoying the show tonight. Everybody got some good points, and it's like, I've been there. <laughs> You've
0: you know, been where? Oh, wait a like, minute. Wait a minute. You're a virgin too. Yeah. Lewis and Latanya, both virgins. <laughs> you guys show me. You hold on one second. LaTanya. You guys show me anywhere where you're gonna see two adult virgins on the same show. You know what I'm saying? This is back to back. This is crazy stuff. I didn't even realize that. What do? You, how do? How do you stay strong, Latanya? Um, prayer
9: and then like like um, prayer and myself. With positive people, and
0: then like, like I would listen to my sister's stories about what they were doing. I was like, okay, I want the opposite. Right, right. You want, and that's how you do it. Louis wants the opposite. You want the opposite of what everyone else is going through. I, I mean, I wish I could take back some of these ridiculous mistakes that I've made back in the day. I've had sex with a lot of women. You know what I mean? Like I told you, I'm the reason for a lot of uh, emotional unavailability of the ladies out here understand it? And, you know, and at the end of the day, trust me, Lewis, you're not missing out on anything. Marvel will tell you, I'll tell you, it's not, you know, anything that it's that's special. A lot of times it's just going out, you know, bringing women back to the crib, you know, sex, uncomfortability, trying to figure out how you're going to get them out of there, trying to figure out how you're going to get out of their place, so, you know, they want you to stay. And, you know, it's just It's just all bad, you know what I mean? A lot of it is just no point. So, but, yeah, I commend both of you. Definitely uh, keep up the good work with that and stay strong. Stay strong in the Lord. Let's go back to the phone lines, though. 646-200-0366 is the number one on your keypad. If you have a question, comment, feedback, anything you want to add. In this last hour, we're going to make this last hour, Ask, Date On, Advice Hour. We're going to go straight to... Uh, these advice questions that have been sent in to me or posted in the group. But I do see another call here uh, from the 347 area code. Welcome to the Data on Tolbert Show. Hi, everyone.
7: Hey, what's
0: going on? Who's this?
7: This is Safina.
0: (laughs) Oh, Safina, what's up with you? Hey,
7: uh, I I
8: know I haven't called in for a while. I've been kind of MIA, but um, Uh – Yeah, (laughs) tonight is the first night, that I'm tuning in um, for a while, and I'm just enjoying it so much. And it's just so amazing to see, you know, positive, you know, black men that are so vocal and who are not afraid to tell us the truth. So I just commend all of you guys, and I have so much respect um, for all of you guys. I just want to say thank you.
0: Well, you know what, let me just say thank you to you, too, because, see, it's it's interesting. The data on Tolbert show, or really, I should say, the the friends of the data on Tolbert show group, which is obviously an extension of this show. What we do is we bring the best of the best. We have like the best. I believe we have some of the best men associated with this show. Period. Just the best men out there. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I believe that some of the best women, you know, are in the friends of the data on Tolbert show group. I mean, you got your Courtneys you got your Safinas, you know, Latanya who's obviously a virgin, even like Lakita and and uh Lynetta, you know, and I don't want to just point people out, you know, cuz I know I can't name everybody, but there really are some truly truly great women um who who's I'm talking about, I'm not talking about looks or anything like that, although, you know, some attractive women, I'm talking more so about personality, humility, you know, and, and, and I got to just tell you, I got to be honest with you, Safina. I mean, that's the thing. I, we keep it real here on the show, and you are actually the talk of, uh, like, a, your name comes up a lot amongst men associated with the group just for being a very cool woman, you know what I'm saying, just being one of those cool chicks. Like, like people, I'm not, I'm not going to, I keep it real, you know what I mean? Like, men hit me up, like, yo, what's up with Safina? You know what I mean? Because you're the type of woman who stands out that would make a man say, you know what, hmm. Yeah, you know what's that's somebody I might like to you know get to know, or, you know, and I you know I, I kind of stay I'm not into the matchmaking thing, but you feel what I'm saying? How does how does hearing stuff like that make you feel?
8: Uh well, it's very flattering, <laughs> so thank you. But um, I mean, it's not like I said I'm not even trying to be deep. I'm not even trying to you know be be spiritual, but it really isn't me. It's just you know God and me who's just changing me from the inside out, and, you know, that's kind of what I try to, you know, tell women, that when you have God on the inside of you, it will change not only, you know, the deep personal, deep-rooted issues, but it will reflect on your personality, on the way you carry yourself, you know, the way you, you associate with men, the way you associate with people in general. So, like I said, it's very flattering, and I you know, thank you guys, but it's just all God and who who's
0: just, you know, reflecting that so you know, it's, a thing, and it's great to hear from you. and I'm just going to take it one step further. And I don't want you, I want you to, like, log off or turn, because I don't want your head to get all big. But I do want to tell you this and, and tell everybody this, because it's very important to, to, for women to understand. If you guys remember, I had one of my buddies on. I did a special on the absence of strong black men in the church. I had my buddy, Oshaw on and who's a married man. We go all the way back, you know, to, you know, uh, high school. And he was basically on the show telling what he looked for and what he saw in his wife and what attracted him to her and the number one thing that he said was that about her was that she was on fire and is on fire for god, and that I don't know how else to say it so that y'all can understand what I'm saying to y'all, but that is what men look for as far as a wife. A lot of these women you look around, they got the breast out, they got the booties out. They, you know, they got this little this personality thing, the attitude, and they can't figure out why they're not being taken seriously. But I'm telling y'all, I'm not trying to hype her up, but, I'm and I'm not even telling it like like to the magnitude that it really is. A lot of men really do uh, are really interested in Safina, you know, and even Courtney as well. I don't even tell her because I don't even want her to, but both of them really, but specifically Safina because you know. Couple, like four or five men be like just recently hit me up specifically about her on different occasions. And what I'm saying is you heard what she was saying. It's not me. It's God. And it's very clear and evident that she is on fire for Jesus Christ. And that, ladies, is what you – that is how you are found by an elite man. Anything less than that is not going to get it done. Uh, do you guys hear what I'm saying to you? You know what I'm saying? If you're not talking – in a similar manner of feeling or thinking, in a similar manner to what you just heard from Safina, what you hear from Courtney on a nightly basis, you're most likely used to dealing with these losers. All right, guys? I mean, hear that. That is the blueprint. Now, I'm just using the, the, specifically these two women as an example. You know, Marv, I mean, am I am I lying out here? I mean, what are your thoughts? Anything you want to add to that?
2: I mean, everything that you're saying, you're, you're, you're hitting home. Uh, you know, I... We all look for a woman who's spiritually grounded. You know, when it comes to long term, uh, you know, women like Safina, Courtney, and you know, a lot of other women, um, you can just tell by their posts. You can tell by their their statuses that you know, th- you know that they're in tune. They they know the deal when it comes to you know having what what the importance of having a relationship with Christ is. And you know, a man in my position, I can honestly say, you know, that I am not on the level of where Safina and Courtney are from a religious standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint. So, therefore, I, I would want to have a woman in my life who's there, you know, who, who's, who's, who's grounded and who could, you know, get me to that level. Uh, I mean, I, that, that's just a sign that just lets me know, you know, I, I, have a, I have a lot of work to do in regards to building my relationship because um, with Christ because I could just see it, it's just so evident. Um, and certain women on on the uh, in the in the uh, in the group.
0: You guys have really heard from the best of the best, man. You got my man Lewis here. You know what I mean. You, no one would disagree that he's a great guy. You know what I'm saying, Safina. You just heard one of the best of the best women. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you guys. You know what I'm saying. This is this is where, if you're a man, that's where you want to be. If you're a woman, something to shoot for. And, I, and that's just what it is. Let's keep it moving, though, you know, enough of this mushy stuff, you know what I'm saying? Let's keep it or Lewis, man. Just hearing this stuff, man. Any, any thoughts on it? anything you want to add before we get off the topic of uh, your, your decision to remain celibate and, and abstinent? I 100%
3: co-sign on what you said about Jesus Christ
0: because,
3: Courtney and Sabina, the, the thing I like about their posts are is they keep it real, but it, it's grounded in Christ. And like you all were saying, and if if I met a woman, she could have Ph.D., masters, uh, she can be an 11 on a scale of one to ten. But if if she don't have a relationship with Christ and it's not there, I'll have to keep it moving. So I completely agree with you. That is that is that is what me men look for. They love that relationship with Christ.
0: I don't know what else to tell y'all. Now look, check this out. We're going to spice it up a little bit, all right? And I see some more calls. We'll take more calls in a little bit. But if you guys are in the, uh, oh, what the heck. We'll take some calls now since there seem to be. And if I see another call here real quick from the 386, then we're going to do a couple of easy advice questions. Welcome to Barbershop Talk. Hey, what's up, big guy? Hey, what's going on, man? Who's this?
11: Uh, This is Stan from Florida.
0: Oh, Stan, what's going on, man?
11: Oh, uh, man, I'm just enjoying the show, man. It's, uh, you guys are doing a great job tonight. And uh, I'm just calling in just to, you know, just talk to Lewis, man, just to give him props, you know. I'm really inspired just hearing that from him, just him being a virgin. Because I've been celibate for a little while. It's kind of hard out here. But you know, just hearing that from him just kind of inspired me just to keep doing what I'm doing.
0: Man, Lewis, how do you feel hearing that? Oh, Oh man, I appreciate you sharing that with me. You
3: know, just knowing that, uh, you know, sharing this testimony is, is you know, is causing other people, you know, to, to feel good about, you know, their decision to be celibate. You know, thank you. you really, you. Hey, you said I encourage you, but you, but you just said encourage me. So I appreciate it, and, and just keep it going, keep it going.
0: Right, man. Stan, man, he shows a lot of love, and that's it's a great example of just a young brother out here who is who's actively trying to, to live right, man, and he doesn't realize that how he, you know, he thinks we inspire him. He's called in before, but just hearing him looking up to men like us, you know what I'm saying, trying to do the right thing, that that inspires us to continue what we're doing out here. So definitely, and hopefully other men will be inspired. That's why I started the group Courageous Black Men of Facebook, because it takes courage to say what Lewis just said. I don't know if you all realize that back in the day, I'll just be to share a real story with y'all back in the day. people used to lie in high school. I'm not going to say no names, but people used to lie. They were actually virgins a lot of there were a lot of virgins, male virgins in high school. You know what I'm saying I was one of them actually uh who who used to lie, you know what I'm saying about what they had done sexually. you know what I'm saying, just because it was considered taboo you know to you you weren't cool. If you were hitting something, as it was referred to back then. You know what I mean? But to, but to hear, I mean, that was high school. So, uh, you know, you can only imagine, you know, how men would. It's funny because things change as you get older. Back then, it was uncool to be a virgin. Now, everybody's giving Lewis props. Lewis is the coolest guy on the planet right now for that decision. This is crazy stuff right here. But this is what I want to do. We'll take more calls, uh, but I want to read something. Like I said, I want to spice it up a little bit. This was a question that was posted in the Friends of the Day Don Tolbert show that I said I would specifically read tonight. Now, this is a situation, let me just give it a little bit of background because I want to ask the fellas about it. We're gonna, you know, This is like one of those real situations that involves a little bit of sex uh, since we're on that topic, but how, more so how we feel about it and, and how we will see women as a result of it. And I specifically want to do it tonight to ask the fellas. Now, this is a question that a young woman, this wasn't written to me. This question was written to national best-selling author Zane. Now, obviously many of you know she writes erotica books as well as some other types of books. I posted, many of you may remember a few years ago, I interviewed Zane. I'm also an author. My new book, The Love We Had, comes out on Valentine's Day, the greatest love story of all time. It will be your favorite book, I promise get your copy on Valentine's Day on Amazon, Kindle, Barnes and Noble, all that good stuff. Valentine's Day, just mark it on your calendar now. Know to get the best book of all time. Um but being in the literary industry, I, I know a lot of authors. I've got a chance to interview a lot of authors. Zane was a guest. Let me just share a quick real quick. We got time. Understand, my wife knows this. I one of it's I when I got in the radio, being an author, if anybody knows anything about authors, Zane was at the top of the list and is at the top of the list. She's the most popular female author out there. You know what I mean? And my number one goal, and I've said this, back, was to to interview Zane Because back then, I had a whole different mentality. I wanted to be some superstar. I wanted to have all these celebrities. I wanted to be a celebrity. I wanted to be rich and this and that. And this was like maybe four years ago when we first started. When I first started this show, my number one goal, my number one wish list, celebrity wishes, was to get Zane on the show. So I got Zane, and, and, you know, it was a great interview. And uh, it was really just a, tes- a true testament to when you set goals for yourself, you know, how God will cause you to build on those goals. Because now I look back, and I'm like, I don't even agree. I don't even like Zane, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? I disagree with a lot of stuff that she says. But at that time, she was that was a major accomplishment for me. And I've gone on to do. Now my number one goal is to change people's lives. It's not to be a celebrity, it's not to be rich, it's not to be a superstar, it's not to interview people, but it's to help people become better Christians and bring people to Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? And uh, But I say all that to say I did interview her, and if you missed it, I posted the link in the, uh, in the group earlier on. Check it out. It was a good. Uh, you don't hear a lot of interviews with, uh, with her uh, or see them, so good interview, two-hour interview. Um, this was a letter that was written to her. She obviously writes about sex. And why someone would ask Zane or any other erotica author about dating and relationship advice when they specifically write about sex and one-night stands and promiscuity and overall hoish ish behavior is absolutely beyond me. But this was a question from someone who's obviously clearly going through something. She reached out to Zane. She must not know about the Dayda Tolbert show, but if she's listening, somebody knows her, forward forward her this show and we'll give her some real advice. But this is a letter that she wrote to Zane. It says, Hello, Zane. I'm a huge fan of your work, and I'm hoping that you can help me out with this situation. You can post on Facebook because I need to get other people's perception on this. I'm 28 years old, no kids, single and I consider myself to be a genuine person. Three months ago, I met this guy online, and the first date we went on, we had a great time. We'd walk, we'd talk, and we'd text every day. He was always a gentleman and never pressured me for sex. As a matter of fact, he uh, he wanted to wait on having sex with me so that he could get to know me better. During this time, Uh, we've hung out together and have really just gotten to know one another. I even met his brother and dad. He constantly tells me how beautiful I am. A few times we've made out, but we've never gone any further. During one of our conversations, we both agreed that we would eventually like to take our friendship to the next level, just basically taking it slow. He just recently moved into his own place, which I helped pick out, and I ended up going to his new place to spend the night. Since he just got off work, I decided to cook him dinner, and uh, we were going to watch some movies. During that time, I can tell that he was really enjoying my company and we just uh, as we just watched movies. Um, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, I could tell that he was enjoying my company, and we chilled and cuddled. Uh, luck would have it that I came on my cycle, which I was pissed about, because it had been three months since I've had any, and it's been a while for him too. So I told him that we couldn't do it this time because of my cycle, and he was cool with that. Excuse me while I just go throw up in my mouth. I mean, just absolutely disgusting, but I'm sorry. As we get back to that last paragraph, we still made out, and I ended up giving him some head and then cuddling until we both fell asleep. The next day I cooked breakfast and helped clean up, and he took me home. Everything was cool. That was over a week ago, and I haven't heard from him yet. He has not returned my calls or texts, and I have a three-contact rule. (laughs) If I can't reach you after three attempts, I stop calling and I stop texting. I don't know what I did wrong. I really like this guy, and he was telling me how I'm a good woman, and how he can see himself with me. He was different from the other guys that I've dated in the past. I don't know what to do. I want to find out what happened with us. Help in need of closure. And this is just absolutely it's an interesting question. It's it, it's an interesting question um which is a very we've gotten a lot of questions similar to this, but Zane actually responded to this young woman's question with, with some absolutely horrible, horrible advice. And it's really, it's, I guess with, the, with me, I take, this, I take what I do very seriously. And I know and you know that the only relationship advice that is going to last, the only relationship advice that is right, that will help you, is advice that comes from a biblical perspective. Anything outside of that is going to steer you in the wrong direction. So it, it really, it, it frustrates me when I hear people like Steve Harvey giving relationship advice, not from a biblical perspective, that is ser- seriously and significantly hurting women. And then we hear, you know, on a regular basis, women like Zane also giving very detrimental advice to women in these very, uh, very situations. So what I want to do is I want to talk about it, hear from the fellas. I want to read to you what a little bit of, I may not read it all, but some of the advice that Zane gave to this young woman. First of all, let me go to Courtney. Courtney, hearing that letter, what are your thoughts on it? What, what's going on here in this situation from a female standpoint?
1: Um, It's just, you know, just looking at it, um, I, I see where she's coming from, It's <laughs> crazy as you know her thinking is and her mentality um is you know she wanted it um to work out and she thought that you know she could you know go this time with all this time without having sex with the man and him take her seriously and and that can happen but something tells me she was probably giving off sexual vibes or something like that and the man just was not feeling her at all and he wasn't trying to wait and especially when she told him you know, she was on his cycle. He just gave up. He was like, forget it. You're not even worth it. And a lot of us will do that. We'll play those games with men. We'll say, no, I don't want to have sex just, you know, just yet. You know, I want to wait. And we think that that makes us look, um, you know, that we'll be more respected. But meanwhile, we're flirting and doing all this extra stuff. So the man isn't going to take us seriously. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Um. It, it's fine. I'm trying to find the uh, the freaking... Thread uh, as as the fellas talk, maybe I'll be able to find in the group. I I do want to read somebody posted in there what what um, what Zayn actually responded back. Well, I'll find it and we'll I read you a couple of her responses. Absolutely ridiculous. Courtney nailed it, but it's it's just very interesting how 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 just totally off many women are as to they try to think like men and they never get it right, never. You know what I mean? That's how ludicrous that whole concept is. Zane can't do it. She, every, and I'm going to read this. Every single answer that she gave was absolutely wrong as to how men are thinking about this. Lewis, start it off, man. What's going on with this situation in your perspective? And I want to hear from Steve, too, in a second. What, what What's going on here with this situation? It
3: sounds to me, you know, I agree with Courtney. It sounds to me like, you know, he, he, He he got the oral sex out out of it. That was his consolation prize. But after that, he was he was finished. And that's why it's so important for women to take your advice about keeping their legs closed. Because if she had, you know, made a stand in the very beginning and and let him know, you know, where she stood on that subject, then she could have saved herself a whole lot of heartache.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Um, Steve, what are your thoughts on this whole situation?
4: Uh, basically, see uh, the uh, the root of a lot of this is people think a lot of people think they're smarter than the devil. Unfortunately, the devil's been around thousands of years. The super OG, he knows who's compatible. He knows who's not compatible. So when you when you, you're giving this guy some head and and this and that, you're completely vulnerable. You're they're, they're completely vulnerable now to the game. And, and when you play the game, then you complain about the consequences the, 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 of the of the of the game. So if you're going to play the game, accept the consequences. Just like if I go out and get a stripper pregnant, my 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 mother's going to blame me. She's going to be like it's your fault. Well, the same thing with the women. If you play the game, you have, then you have to deal with the consequences. Unfortunately. They don't. A lot of people, women, don't want to deal with the consequences. But the devil is real. I'm, I'm, people need to. A lot of people think the devil is just some fictional character. He's real, and he knows the game. He knows when they want sex. They, well, I believe women want sex more than men do. By the way, they act so thirsty out here, with the way they wear their clothes and everything else. So. If you're gonna play the game, just be prepared for the consequences. It is extremely rare to play the game and to win the game. That is very rare. You're more than likely to achieve your objective and goals by being in Christ, and that's my that's my Kanye brother.
0: Steve, I mean, you killed it, man. I mean, that's really what it goes, you know, how it goes. I mean, a lot of people they feel like the devil is fictional, but he will take these temptations, he will take your fears, and he will play on them. The Bible says that a Christian can't be possessed by the devil. You, the, the devil has no power over Christians. You know, it's all in the Bible. However, if you get, give him access, and we go over this in, in my counseling. If you guys have ever done counseling, you probably heard this. If you give him access to your heart, to your emotions, and, and, and he and allow him to tap into your free will, then that's when he can control you. That's when you have things like being a hindered Christian and all those types of things. Um so yeah, you really just have to resist it. The Bible says resist it and, and the devil will flee. Resist the temptation. But a lot of y'all don't want to resist the temptation as as uh Steve said. She was talking about she she uh she she was happy that her period came on or no, I'm excuse me, she was mad because she wanted to have sex Because she hadn't had none in a while. No relationship, no commitment, you know, but she was willing to have sex with this dude. You know what I'm saying? And and instead she decided to just give him some head which is crazy in and of itself. Uh, Marv, what's, what's your take on this, man? You know, she's dealing with this dude. She just gives him heads. She can't figure out why he never called. She thought he was the one. What, what's going on?
2: This is a uh, this is a great story, uh, done. I'm sure that there's a lot of women out here who are really tuning in to uh, understand, you know, why was she wrong? What did she do wrong? Uh, why, you know, what, what could she have done better? There's some key points in here that um, hasn't really been, uh, brought up First of all uh, Obviously they've only known each other For a short period of time uh, This man actually introduced her To his family That's a big step That's a big step for um, for any man I don't know about you But I've only introduced two women My entire life to my mother uh, To my father um, You know so for a man to go that To go that um, extent That shows that he really has Some genuine interest in her um, I mean the letter also states That he uh, that she helped him pick out um, an apartment, you know that's another it's uh, another big step for for any man. So now he's inviting her into his his personal life, uh, you know. So I mean they've only known each other for a short period of time, but yet you know she chooses to uh, to get down on her knees and, and do what she's doing. You know, I mean my thing is the only the only time that she should be getting on her knees is either to pray or do Pilates. I mean, there's really no other point or no other reason why she should be getting on her knees and expect for him to take her seriously. Um, I mean, she has the audacity to have a three-contact rule. You know, she needs to have a no-head rule. Um, I mean, it's just a lot of strikes that that, that she did, and it uh, ultimately cost her, you know, the opportunity of, of possibly finding a good guy and an elite man.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I agree with a lot of things, and I'll just offer, a, I mean, just about everything you said, but one thing, you got to keep in mind, too, that a lot of, and I've, I'm with you, like, very few women have met my mom, very few women have met my dad, you know, and we've, we've, you know, have very few women have been in my house, probably maybe six, including my wife, you know what I'm saying, or my parents' house, but a lot of, that's how we were brought up, though. In today's society, this is a different society where a lot of women are thinking, oh, my God, I met his mom, I met his dad, or I met his brother or whatever, when in reality is, you know, dudes are doing that now. But it doesn't have the same weight or carry the same weight that it did back when we were coming up. Back in the day, you didn't do that. But now I hear a lot of that. It's like these dudes don't care because if you look at people like little Scrappy, you know what I'm saying, He, I mean, his mom is a pimp. So, you know, him bringing a chick home to her is nothing. You know, he has no relationship with his father. So, I mean, a lot of these dudes don't really, it's not the same thing. And a lot of women are giving themselves a false sense of security thinking, oh, yeah, I met his mom or I met his dad or, you know, I met his friends. Well, he could have been like, you yeah, this, this chick I'm knocking off. You know, back in the day, if you met my friends, that meant something because all, all these women didn't meet my friends. You, you had to be somebody special to be brought around the fellas. And so, but now it's just like, you know, it doesn't even matter. But that's the only thing I would say to that. But I agree with you. Nor- back in the day, you know, that was a huge stepping stone. But everything else, Marv hit the nail right on the head. I mean, no, I mean, I agree 100%. I mean, you, you can't give somebody head and expect it to turn out, uh, you know, turn out the way you want it to. You can't have sex with these men and expect it to turn out. you got to understand, ladies, we as men, we're looking for women who don't do those things You know Those are the things That we really don't like For you to do You know what I'm saying Those are the things That yeah We'll try to have sex with you But once you give in The moment you do We see you differently Not saying that, we're Not really just the moment You do I'm talking about The moment we ejaculate The moment it's over We immediately start hating you We start looking at you As disgusting if you were at an eight before you, after you've had sex with us, you've now be, are being looked at as a five. Marvin, am I am I lying when I say that? The numbers
2: drastically drop. You know, um, uh, you know, once that act is is is, is done. Um, I mean, you know, we it's like we 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 test you, we test women. Um, you know, obviously we don't want them to, to 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 follow through with it. I mean, that'll be a sign that she has you know, willpower that she's strong minded and at the end of the day we actually respect that. But, you know, for a woman to give in so easily again, my, my immediate uh, uh thought would be, well, if it was so easy for me, it had to have been easy for the next man.
0: I mean, that's that's what we as men are thinking about. That's what runs through our minds, ladies, is, you know, who who else has 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 hit that. You know what I'm saying? Who what else have you done? You know, because at the end of the day if you are not uh, respecting your body, it's pretty it's pretty unrealistic for you to be able to uh, expect us to respect you. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. All right. I'm, I'm, I want to read. Matter of fact, uh, Courtney, in, any advice um, that you would give, just you know, from a female perspective on this situation, as far as what you've been hearing from the fellas after you gave your initial response?
1: Um, she just needs to um. You know, stop playing those kind of games. You know, you can't you can't do things like that. And um, so, I mean, I don't know what to really say. I mean, she needs to change her way. She needs to fix her mentality. And that whole three contact rule, that's so silly. Like, he doesn't care about you. Like, seriously, think about what kind of issues are you struggling with to the point where you feel like you have to play these kind of games with men. It will only get you dogged.
0: Yeah, and if I could just add and piggyback onto that, I don't – see, that's the thing. That kind of goes back to the tolerance level between men and women. I don't have a three-anything rule. If I call Courtney and Courtney doesn't answer the call and I leave a message, hey, Courtney, what's up, this is Daydan. I'm just giving you a call, check you out real quick, I'm not – I'm talking about if we were dating, if it was like a dating if it was a friend, I mean, you know, whatever. But and probably not even a friend, I'll be honest with you. I just don't do that. If I call you and leave you a message, the next time we talk will be when you call me back. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, like, if I if, if this is a situation where I'm dating somebody, I will call, maybe. A lot of times I, I even stop calling these chicks. I'll just wait for them to call me. You know what I'm saying? But if I did call, I would leave a message, make sure I left them message. Right, hey, give me a call back. And a lot of times I would delete the number right after that. You know what I'm saying? Because if, just in the, in the event that they didn't call back, they were out the phone. It was a rat. So they would call back. I'm like, who's this? Oh, what you? who's this? What you mean who's this? What you deleting my number? Yeah, I deleted your number. You know what I mean? So, what, matter of fact, so who is this? It's Tamika. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. What's up? What's going on? You know what I mean? I mean, Mar, I already know you, you can relate to that. Absolutely. Um, you know, I was never
2: really the type of guy to, uh, to, to collect the number from the girl. I would, uh, I would give the number, my number, to her, and I would just sit back and just wait for her to call. Um, I mean, that was just a clear indication um, of her interest. You know, uh, you know, I would, I would give her the number, and she called me back That show that she was interested. Um, for me to, to have to constantly call her back, uh, leave a message, and then call her back, that's just a sign that I'm chasing something that doesn't need to be caught. Um, you know, so I mean, if a woman is interested, she's going to make herself available. She's going to call you back. It's, there is no game. There is no three contact rule. You know, if you called her on, if if you left a message on a Monday, you know, and say, look, call me back tonight or whatever, let's get together. If she wants to be, if she if she's available and she's showing interest, she will call you back Monday night. If she's not calling you back, chances are she doesn't want to be with you, or she or she has issues with herself, or she's with the next dude. Simple as that.
0: I mean, now, now it's funny. Now, a lot of people are listening in. They're putting two and two together. Now, some of you remember a few weeks ago on another classic show that we did, I believe it was Courtney and I, where we did a little bit of role playing. And what I, what me and Courtney basically did was give you guys an insight as to how I got numbers. Does anybody remember that role playing that I did? Now, does anybody see a, a, a coincidence as to, what you heard me say to Courtney to get that number and what Marv just said to you. Courtney, do you see how you remember I don't ask it's funny that you said that Marv 'cause you're right. I don't I never ask women for their number. Only time I would get numbers is maybe in like a club environment when we were maybe having a contest as to see just specifically who could get the most numbers that night. But when I was just out and about when I actually met somebody who I was maybe truly interested in like when it wasn't like a, a game or something, and I, I'll be like, hey, look, just give me a call. You know, hit me up sometime. Here's my business card. I work at the bank. Just call me, you know, and just like like Marv said, just sit back. Because that's – that's hopefully you guys are hearing that. Men like Marv, men like myself, men like the Lewises, Steve's of the world, we're not pressed. That's what y'all don't get. We're not like these dudes out here who are going to be chasing you down, giving you all types of ridiculous compliments like this dude was in the question. She says – Uh, you know he, you know he's a, a gentleman, and he never pressured me for sex. Oh my goodness, that makes him a great man because he never pressured you for sex. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Like, what kind of man is? So what? He's not supposed to pressure you for sex. I've never pressured a woman for sex. You know what I'm saying? This is the oldest trick in the book right here. He said he must know what he's doing. He said, as a matter of fact, he wanted to wait on having sex so he could quote unquote get to know me better. That is the oldest trick in the book. Every man knows, not every man, but certain men know this is the best way to get sex, or in his case, get a little bit ahead. All he has to do is get you to the point of being willing to have sex with him, and then he's the one who initiates the stop. Any man in their right mind knows that that's the best way to get sex. It works every single time. It's an absolute foolproof way of getting sex from just about any woman. You get her to that point, you know, making out, kissing, to the point where you feel as though she would be willing, and then you stop. You tell her, no, I just want us to stop. I want us to be intimate. I want us to really get to know each other. I want this to be like an intimate moment. And then, boom, from that point on, she'll be literally fiending to get you in the bed. You know what I'm saying? Courtney, we've discussed that little scenario. Is that something that that may have worked back in the day on you (laughs) in, in your emotionally unavailable days?
1: Yeah, man, I used to hear that, um, definitely, definitely. And, yeah, you're right, like, we do fall for it. Like, we think, like, oh, that's so sweet. He wants to wait. That means he really likes me. So that means I'm going to be a little bit more comfortable and not have a problem having sex with him. Like, soon after that interaction, like, you're actually having sex
0: with that man like a week later. <laughs> you right, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like a week later, and or maybe if depending on the guy, he might even make you wait. See, a lot of women say, "Well, I'm gonna make him wait ninety days." Y'all don't understand who y'all are talking to. Men like Marv, men like myself, we used to make women wait ninety days to have sex with. We used to have them fiending for ninety days, begging, calling. So when you gonna let me spend some time with you? When you gonna let me see you? You, are, I mean, you must be pretty busy. You all, you ain't got no time for nobody. How come I can't see? What I gotta make an appointment? Yep. You know, I mean, I mean, keep, I mean, keep it real with the ladies, and you know all about that 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 that, that trick. I'm sure. <laughs> hey, yo, know, that's that advanced game right there.
2: That's, that's right. that that's a that PhD game right there, man. Um, you know, and I would take it a step further. Like, I would always, like you said, I would always appear to be busy. Um, I would even, you know, let the woman know, you know, while I'm holding out, you know that I am that I'm going out with other women, just to let her know, you know, that you know you ain't the only one. Like, I have I have options, and I would let that be known. So you know, I would I would have a conversation with a young lady, and then I would just immediately cut her off and just say, "Well, look, I don't mean to hold you up, you know, but I really got to get going. You know, it's just uh, it's this young lady that um you know I want to be taken out or whatever. But look, let's get together tomorrow and we can do what we do, and I'll just hang up. And i you know, and in her mind, she's like, "Wow, this man must be a good catch because you know there's other women that are uh you know that are in his life." Man, I'm laughing
0: over here, man, because it's 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 so refreshing. Just to be able to finally meet men who can relate, you know what I'm saying to to me, you know, and the things that I've done and how I did it, and that's it's just kind of if there's anyone who listens, it's like, wow, man, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm hearing this. Maybe this is just him. This is what he. This is just men in general. It just so happens that there are very few men like us sprinkled around the country. Who are willing to tell you guys these things There are all types of men out there who can relate But very few men Like Marv, like Lewis, like Steve Are actively willing to share this information That's why it takes courage to do those things It takes courage to tell black women the truth Steve Harvey doesn't have that courage He likes to sugarcoat things There are a, lot of, a number of men out here Who just want to tell you guys Even a lot of these pastors They just want to sugarcoat the truth And make friends and make money And do all types of things you know, but that's not that's not what we're about. But, yeah, so um, what else? Just a crazy letter. It says, we hung out, you know, we got to know each other. I even met his brother and dad. Wow, great. You know, uh, we made out but never went any further. And this is the thing. She says that we both agreed that we'd like to take our friendship to the next level. See, ladies, this is the problem. And this is, we're seeing more and more of this, this term being used in the improper context. There is no friendship. This man is not your friend. You're saying, oh, we should work on things. You guys, that's what's going on. He's, he's hanging out. He's playing the role of your friend so that he can one day get some head from you, so that he can one day have sex with you. It's not a friendship. See, friends don't just fall off the face of the earth. For any reason They are there through thick and thin This man was never your friend That man who you dated for two years Or for three years And then decided to get into a relationship That was not your friend You know what I'm saying That was just someone who who he kept around Or who, you know what I mean You were someone who he kept around Just to have around These are not friends Okay He says we chilled and we cuddled here Luck would have it that my cycle came on this dude, no, she said it's funny because she said my cycle came on and I was pissed. No, it's not that you were pissed. Most likely he was pissed. That's why he was like, look, you know what, I'm done. I've wasted enough time with this chick. I'm just going to get some head, ejaculate in her mouth, and then keep it moving and never call her herself. And this, let me. if I can just take another step, you know, since we're keeping it real tonight, a lot of you ladies, you don't understand the, the, the thought process behind us not calling you back. That's what y'all don't get. You think we just don't call because we're assholes. You know what I'm saying? We're bastards. We're insensitive pigs. No, that's not it. I mean, let's just, if I can be real, this man wanted to have sex with you, and I'm going to be very explicit here. You know what I'm saying? We're all, kids are asleep. We're all adults here. He wanted to have sex, so clearly he was horny. So he said, you know what? I'm gonna get this. You know what I'm saying? This nut off, one way or the other. You got to give me some head. So he, you give him head. So he's gonna, he's gonna finish. You know, if you're giving him head, we both, we all know what happened in that situation. If you guys missed my show on how, uh, how God, probably the realest show in the history of this show, uh, on on Exodus 23, how God views horish behavior. You know, and what some of these prostitutes did in the Old Testament and how God viewed them and punished them as a result. You need to go back and listen to the archives of that show. But he basically ejaculated all, all in her mouth. Ladies, once you allow yourself to be disrespected like that, to allow a man who isn't even your husband, isn't even your boyfriend, is nobody to you. You do these freaky things, whether it's sex you're riding the crap out of him, eject, you know, him, you know, making a target out of your tat, your uh, your tramp stamp on the lower back, you know, all of those things that these men are doing with you that you think are turning him on, they are the exact reason that he is now disgusted by you and wants nothing more to do with you. This man ejaculated in her mouth, and then he immediately deleted her number out the phone, never to hear from her again. That's what happened. That's the, I, I promise you, that's what happened. Steve, am I? I mean, am I keeping it real for the ladies? Uh, <laughs> I may be keeping it too real.
4: <laughs> yeah, man, casualties of the game. The game remains the same. That's what I'm saying, ladies. You have to change. You have to change. It's just the it's just the game. That's all it is. And and the, and the crazy thing about it is. They'll be like, "Oh, black men dogged me out. You allowed him to do that. You know what I mean? And then, and like you said, not a boyfriend. Not even he didn't. He didn't probably even trick any money off on her. Probably didn't even, you know, really go out with her. And she's doing all these activities. And and, and then we're gonna be thinking, hmm, was was she in high school uh, serving up the whole basketball team? You know, a lot of questions pop up. When, when, when these freaky things go down, she could have been a head expert back
0: in college. I mean, that's what I'm saying. And you put yourself out there.
4: You put yourself def- out
0: there. Yeah, she put herself out there. And, and, ladies, once you put yourself out there, it's no coming back from that. All right? You need to know that. You can't do whorish things and then expect a man to look at you as a wife. I promise you, I will post that on Facebook. You need to understand, I don't care who gets offended. You cannot do whorish things and expect a man to look at you like a wife. And that's what a lot of women are doing. You're doing absolutely whorish, freaky things and expecting and not, want, not being able to figure out why men are not uh, not marrying you. You guys know that that's not how it works. I mean, Marv, I mean, a lot of women think you, they want a lady in the streets but a freak in the streets. And so they're not being freaks in the sheets. They're being whores in the sheets and then they don't understand why men are not wifeing them.
2: Well, you got to understand, I mean, you know, when a man is ready to, to settle down, you know, and, and finally choose his queen, you know, he's not going to choose a hoe. I mean, because you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. I mean, I don't really know what better way to, to express that. Um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I stopped going to the club. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the club scene um, because there's just nothing but freaks out there. You know, I mean, when you look at the outfits and when you look at just the mannerisms and just how they get down and how they dance on the dance floor and just stumbling out the club at 2 in the morning, you know, just, just falling all over the place, uh, you know, just letting guys fill them up all crazy. I mean, it's, that's just not an atmosphere where I need to be, especially if my ultimate goal is to find a wife.
0: Now, we talked about this a little bit last night, Mark. Let me just pick your brain a little bit. I mean, we talked about last night the letouts. And and like you said, stumbling out at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. I mean, these women really think that that's what we as men look for. That's why they go. I have no idea. I mean, you
2: know, I, I mean it's like blind to blind leading the blind. Uh, I really have no idea why they would even think remotely think that um, somebody would just you know come out of nowhere on some prince on some prince charming type of stuff and pick them up like their Cinderella out at the ball like. like you're not at the ball, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you're at the club popping bottles, getting drunk, you know, drinking Syracs, throwing up all over the place. Like, they die. I've seen women actually throw up, you know, on the dance floor, you know what I mean, like all over their freaking dress, you know, and, and, and still expect somebody to come at them and holler at them. Like, I'm looking at them like, this is ridiculous. Like, you need to take your girlfriend home, and you need to go home right along with her because both of y'all
0: are great. Man, I've been in the VIP. Of of I mean I remember I had my birthday party a couple of years ago I think it was my thirty third birthday or thirty second birthday with with Diddy and you know Jamie Foxx and all them were down there down in uh uh what the heck is the, uh you know down in Second cow here in Philly and um you know I VIP chicks are fought, one chick fell over right onto the the freaking table the VIP table Ciroc and orange juice. You know what I'm saying? Just twisted. Everybody's looking at her laughing, nipples popping out. She's la Booty, you know, thong is showing it. And this is like at a like an upscale event, you know what I mean? Celebrities there, Fabulous, Diddy, Jamie Foxx, and all them dudes, you know what I mean? And these women are acting a fool, you know? And the reality is those, not even those men, but just men in general, we don't marry the freaks You know, we don't marry the the freakiest women. Like you say, like Marv said, when we're looking for a wife, when we're ready for a wife, we go back to the good girls. We seek out the good girls, the women who we could view as being the great moms who aren't even in the club and really never were. That's not their lifestyle. Real quick, I want to read something. I want to read something to shed some light on just how clueless some women, and specifically many well-known women are. You've been hearing us discuss this issue as to how men think. This is what men think. You know what I mean? The best possible man, in my opinion. This is what Zane advised this young woman. She says, and she gave some multiple choices here. She says, this, these are some possibilities of what was going on. A, he has a woman and was stringing you along but felt guilty because he was ready to screw you or he regrets letting you go down on him. I don't think, none of us said anything like that. That is absolutely not the case, all right? One, if he's cheating on his woman, he's not going to feel guilty, and he's not going to regret anything about it. You know what I mean? That's just not even a a remote possibility. She says, or B, he did not feel your head game was up to par and basically reduced you to a potential has-been that he no longer wants to have sex with. It's amazing that even when men are head over heels in love with a woman, if they don't think their expectations can be met in bed, they quickly jump ship. Now, I don't know what, like, what she's talking about there, because we're not, we're talking about elite men here, and when it comes to elite men, elite men are going to be, again, led by God, and are going to be trusting God to bless them, and Obviously, Lewis is a virgin. He's waiting for that situation. He's not overly concerned with what a woman can do in bed, obviously. That's not his number one priority. It's not a priority for him at all. Me, that was not a priority for me when I was in the uh, dating world when I met my wife. See, that's what you have to realize. What Zayn is talking about, she's not coming from a a spiritual perspective. She's coming from a freak perspective, and she's talking about what losers and what these non-elite men would be concerned about. Only an idiot would be concerned about your head game," she said. "Maybe your head game wasn't up to par. Well, I mean, who says something? like What woman says that? You know what I mean? Like, who even talks like that? You know, that's how hoes talk. I know strippers who talk like that. You, your head game wasn't up to par. What does that even mean? How? What do you? What needs to happen for your head game to be up to par? I mean, like, what? Uh, I mean, Marv. I mean, what, what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta do it know, with no man. hands. I, I, or like, hey,
2: look, hey, look. I thought head was head, man. You know, at the end of the day, <laughs> I just thought head was head. Like, what, what could what else possibly do? I mean, you know, stand on your head while you giving head. Like, I don't understand.
0: So you gotta ask Zane, man. She's the freak. She's the queen of the freaks, man. You know, freaking you got hoes giving advice to to hoes. I mean, this <laughs> stuff is crazy out here. Zane is the type of woman who advises women. To, to go to the laundromat in the middle of the night and do laundry and have casual one-night stands on the on the freaking washer while it's during the rinse cycle. That's what I mean, this is the stuff that's in her books. Like, you ever read a Zane book? And, well, I, mean, I, I don't know who's worse, her for giving that advice or women actually seeking that advice. I mean, seriously. So that's only two. That's um, B right there. She says here in C, maybe he's getting vibes from you that you'll expect a serious relationship after three months if the two of you actually have sex. By cooking breakfast, while you saw it as romantic, as a romantic, caring gesture, he could have taken it the wrong way. Do you, let me, This is not even remotely close to what this dude is thinking. He doesn't give a damn what you do. He's not... In the remotest, slightest way, thinking anything about three months from now—that that dude was thinking about in that moment. It had nothing to do with you wanting a relationship. It had nothing to do with him being scared of a commitment. It had nothing to do with the fact that you cook breakfast. I mean, none of that. I don't. I mean, it just really goes to show you that many women just have no idea. Well-known women are absolutely clueless. As to what men are thinking about in similar situations. Another one, she says he realizes that he's not as attracted to you as he thought he was, and he wants to keep his options open. Wrong again. That's not even that's not even uh, you know a problem. It has nothing to do with an attraction because you know these men out here, ladies, will have sex with anybody. I know men. Who I had a buddy, he'd say, you know, I I'd call me ESPN because I F him for sport. You know what I mean? He would he would be like, I just throw a paper bag. I'm like, yo, you would hit that? He'd be like, so what, man? Look at the body. I put a bag over her head. I don't care about that. So the fact that Zane is su- suggesting that he's not as attracted to you as he thought he was and he wants to keep us up, that would kind of infer that he was considering in some way wifing her up when in reality that was never even an option. It had nothing to do with the level of attraction because all he wanted to do was hit. When he found that he couldn't hit, that's when he got hit. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, oh, gosh, man, I don't even know what to say in these situations. I mean, Louis, I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, I know that's not something obviously you've experienced, but what do you feel about Zane's, some of her advice to the women?
3: Ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, the sad part is that, is... There are a lot of women out there who take it seriously and then, and then they can't speak out and then have to be the ones that want to debate uh, when men that are looking for wives want to make debate what they're talking about. I mean it's just it's scary the, the women are actually listening to that advice. This is ridiculous like he said, it just comes down to it. He know what he, he knew what he wanted. All that other stuff that's oh, it's ridiculous.
0: Look, let me check. I mean, great, great advice, Louis. Let me just say this, and we're going to get ready to wrap it up. This is the last thing that was absolutely ridiculous that Zane said, and she saved the best, the worst for last. She said, most likely, this, she said, this is the most likely one. He thinks that you sucked him off too easily, and he might view you as a whore because you went down on him without even having sex with him first. you know. Now, she started out okay, because at first she started to make sense. She said, maybe you sucked him off too easily, and now he views you as a whore. That's absolutely the case. But then she went ahead and ruined it by throwing in here the fact that she sucked him off without having sex with him, as if that makes any type of difference. Like, it's okay to give head as long as you get sex first. You know, I guess you're supposed to give to receive, you know what I mean? Like Or receive till so you'll give. But because she didn't even have sex with him, then that makes her a whore. Not forget the fact that she just gave him head. But because she didn't get sex, you know, then that makes her a whore. Like, I mean, Marva, am I the only one that finds this ridiculous?
2: Hey man, clearly Zane, Zane she must give head her damn stuff, man. Cause she don't, she don't think that's the issue. So I mean, you know, she's just, she's just giving advice to these other women. Like, go ahead and give a head, it's okay.
0: Man, this this is – and I just wanted to read that. I'm glad whoever posted that in the group posted it because there is a huge – and you've been hearing men all night long. Now, you guys have some options. You can go out. You can buy some Zane books. You can ask her some advice questions and think you can understand how men think. You can even go out and buy Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man and to get advice from a 65-year-old and have and think you have an accurate understanding of how the men that you will want to date the thirty year old men the thirty five year old men how we think the reality is ladies, just listen to what we 're saying it 's all advice from a biblical perspective that is geared, and it's from a real perspective it 's from men who have lived this life but at the same time who have changed their lives as well as uh you know specifically for the purpose of helping you guys avoid these types of situations. So I do want to thank my panel, and you know i 'm not going to have, i don't have time to go to everybody but because we are just about out of time, but I just want to thank. Again, Lewis for keeping it real. I want to thank my man Steve for sticking around the whole show. Great to have him here. Great views. Uh, Marvin as well. Been here a couple times before. Look forward to having all these guys back. Guys, if it's all right with you, I want to do this every week, man. We could just come back every Tuesday, do barbershop talk the way it was initially meant to be done. You know what I'm saying? I had a vision several years ago, and we've had some great barbershop talks in the past. But I really like this panel. I really like the realness, and you guys can tell they they keep it real. you know what I mean, no sugarcoat in here, no no uh no no fear just, you know of just, just giving the real information so again, thank you, Courtney. was this show okay for you? Did you get what you came for tonight? Yeah, I always
1: do every Tuesday. I enjoy it like I love it. Thank you guys so much for you know sharing uh, you know the man's perspective on things it was very helpful.
0: Oh boy, oh boy, man! This has been one of those shows. So, at the, let me just give some closing remarks. This is what I want to do, guys. If there's anybody out here, this is what you call the altar call. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is that part where you guys come down to the front of the church. You know what I mean? Seriously, though, if you—if all jokes aside, if you want help changing your lives, if you really want to let go of any type of daddy issues, any type of hurt, pain, heartbreak uh, that you've experienced. You know, call me, 855 55 or email me at info at trctoday.com. Guys, I want to have you all all on the cruise. The deadline is coming up for the next deposit of uh, September 30th. We're going to the Bahamas next Memorial Day weekend. Everybody's going. So come on out. All the details are available at com. Check out the uh, RSVP information, the booking information, and uh, reserve those spots. Look, guys, we're going to do some uh, rebroadcast over the next couple of days. We'll come back live a little bit later on in the week, and um, I appreciate you guys for being here. I'll talk to you all later on. Peace.